welcome. This is Dark Days Radio, and you are here to listen to us play through Wrath and Glory, the new 40k RPG from Ulysses Spiel North America. I am one of your hosts, Chris, and I am joined by three other hosts of Dark Days Radio, a plethora of amazing hosts who will be delving into this RPG with me. So, of course, I'm joined by Mike. Hello, Mike. How you doing? Hey, how's it going? A little sick, but uh, you know what? Ready to rock here in the 40k universe. I am fully 40k'd up for this evening because I had a great game of Adeptus Titanicus yesterday, and I had a look at Blackstone Fortress, and it was kick-ass. Okay, and we're also joined by Chig. Hello, Chig. How's it going tonight? Pretty good. Pretty good. You been up to much fun gaming? Uh, sadly, no. My game was cancelled this week due to scheduling issues. Somebody had an anniversary and they thought that was more important. I don't know. Ooh. Right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. And we are joined by, also joined by James. Hello, James. Howdy. How's it going? Good, good, good. How's your gaming going um oh most of the games are going back in boxes for a big move but i've been doing mm. a lot of computer gaming i've played the heck out of warframe this last week or two ah. robot space yes is lovely you you are you are sorting out a move to steel city where i am so uh, that may mean we have some actual in flesh gaming going on in flesh wow weird <laughs> <laughs> um rather than out of flesh like necrons so, okay, so yes, we're playing the Warhammer 40k RPG called Wrath and Glory, and uh, I'm going to begin to set the scene. So this scenario is called The Good, the Bad, and the Scabby. mankind stretches across the galaxy, encompassing over a million habitable worlds and untold billions of the Emperor's subjects. It is the most extensive and populous empire that has ever existed in the history of humanity, and it is ruled as it has been for the last 10,000 years by the divine champion and protector of the human race, the God-Emperor of mankind. The Emperor is the greatest of all human psychics, his mental energies are godlike and his powers incomprehensible to ordinary humans. It is his mind alone which projects the astronomical through the galaxy, the psychic homing beam, which enables space travel to be performed through the fabric of space. Without the Emperor, the Imperium would have collapsed, and humanity's unity would disintegrate, leaving the remaining pockets of civilization isolated and vulnerable to the infinite enemies of mankind, creatures that wish to destroy and enslave the human race, creatures such as demons, and Xenos. Now, it is the year sometime around, somewhere towards the end of the 41st millennium, and we are not on the throne world of, of ancient terror. We are not on the battle-scarred world of Armageddon, nor are we in some of the more palatial worlds 
of the Ultramar segment, uh, segmentum uh, under the protection of the Ultramarines, nor are we in the Gothic sector. No, we are in the world of Necromunda, a world, a world which is blanketed by ash and erupting from its surface are numerous giant spires miles tall piercing the sky and within which billions of humans slave away and of course hive primus is one of these hives maybe one of the most famous of necromunda and it is populated by numerous warring gangs in the underhive who are seeking to further the the uh, position of their house and perhaps just survive in their well pitiful existence there in a place that there is where there is no sky all that is above them is steel and the overbearing fist of lord helmar himself so um that sets the scene it's not a nice place to live and mike james and chick you are playing members of a venator gang that means you are you are basically mercenaries and you have been pulled from many of the gangs and other mercenaries that frequent uh, the world of Necromunda and the Hives. Uh, Mike, what are you playing? So I'm going to be playing as Callus Drek, a.k.a. Okay. Stunty. He's, a, uh, he's actually <laughs> a, uh, a squat, as they used to be called. I don't know what their name is these days. Uh, if that's a derogatory term, but uh, he's basically an ab human from one of the uh, planets close to the center of the uh, the galaxy. That's where his family uh, previously resided, and they're a lot shorter than other humans. They're a lot squatter, and they uh, like to dig for precious metals. Mm-hmm. But at some point, Callus's uh, uh, family moved to Necromunda. <laughs> what a shit deal! Um, right. And um, he's he's sporting some interesting weaponry, which we'll get to. He's got a he's got a nice axe, and I also believe he is sporting one of the finest weapons uh, within the armory of the Imperium, the the All Hallowed Bolt Gun. Oh, I'm sure it's a family heirloom from the uh, Squat Homeworlds that's been passed oh, down yeah. from generation to generation. Great. And Chig, what are you playing? Hello, Jake. I'm playing, I'm playing unmute my mic. Hey. Uh, I'll be playing Krongu, who is also an ab human. Uh, unlike Mike, who is playing uh, on the smaller statue, uh, I am playing uh, a Goliath. Um, Krongu stands about eight and a half feet tall. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was uh, grown here in a vat on uh, the planet uh, Necromunda itself. Um, he... Uh, he likes the finer things in life. He likes beating people to death with his axe. He likes uh, wearing their blood as a uh, kind of, you know, body decoration uh, and uh, not much else. He's uh, he's not the brightest bulb in the box, but he gets no. by. But he is, he's pretty good in a fight. And as you say, yeah, he's, he's born in a vat. Um, he's, he's massive and they're bred that way to work in the foundries of Necromunda, but obviously he's turned his uh, skills towards, smashing people rather than rivets um excellent and james you are playing uh i'm playing uh roderick oban who's a uh an orlock Mm -hmm. um scrounger is that my archetype is that my sorry 
Um, you're, are you're you... a warlock. Don't worry about the the rest. You're mm -hmm. you're you're a general ganger and um, and well, you know, gun for hire. Yeah, warlocks work around the kind of uh, the forges and stuff, and a lot of the industrial things. Um, they used to. They've been updated because that's mainly the Goliaths. Um, since oh, the no. addition of uh, Necromunda. No, you your your background is you're from a guild which is more to do with mining. Okay. Cool. So, um, yeah, I, I, uh, okay, I'm gonna spin this. Um, so, uh, Roderick, um, or Rod, as he likes to be known, uh, mostly worked with his mining crews. Um, kind of ended up doing a little bit of kind of in, uh, like security enforcing the the team working together. Um, so he's got a little bit of leadership skills, and um, he's got a little bit of heavier weaponry than maybe he, uh anyone else would on the squad, but mostly to kind of protect their investments and what they're doing. Right. Because okay. he's running with a melter gun, right? That's that's yeah. the that's the big one, not the pistol, right? Yeah, you've got a full blown melter gun. Um yeah. they are pretty brutal. Oh wait, hang on a minute. Melter gun, Roderick, hot rod, because it's a melter gun. Uh yeah, that's, that's <laughs> Um, yeah, sorry, pardon me. Okay, I'm just trying to find, um, wait, where have my notes gone for this? I did have, have something written up and I can't find my, uh, oh, there it is, it's, I've labelled it, I should have labelled it Necromon, labelled it Warhammer 40,000, okay, good. Okay, um, so your Venator gang, um, goes by the name of the Razorhawks, uh, and... You know, you, you've made your business doing things like sabotage, looting, protection rackets, um, you know, just doing the odd hit on a gang or, you know, uh, protecting a caravan, things like that. You know, you're, you're still starting out, so you've been mainly supporting other gangs or also established enforcement in some of the domes. Uh, but, yeah, you are guns for hire. And you have got a, uh, a new job waiting for you. But before we get into all of that, we're going to talk about briefly about how the rules of this game works. Because on the episode which will go out, which should have come out before this, we talked briefly about the new rules for 40k RPG. So this is not a percentile-based system. This uses pools of D6. So the idea is that obviously based upon your attribute and your skill, you have a number of dice to roll and you roll those D6 uh, and of those D6, one of them is a different color. So if you have to roll seven dice, one of them, you roll six black ones maybe, and one of them is red. The red one is what we'll call a wrath die. And the idea is that you need to get a four or higher on your D6 to score a success, or what is called a icon. And if you score a six on a die, it counts as two icons, or an exalted icon, and they can be used for other things as well. And the wrath die is essentially a way of adding some extra flavor to the game, because of course, if you roll a, a six on that, it's gonna be doing critical hits, and if you roll a one on it, it's gonna add some sort of uh, complication. Uh, so that's the basics of that. Um, the other thing is that uh, you, when you get exalted icons, 
you can shift those and essentially bank them uh, and, and use them in ways to get extra extra effects. So say you needed to get four successes and you rolled five die, uh, five of your dice come up as, a, as four or five and one of them is a six. So, so long as you keep some dice there that gives you the necessary four successes to pass the test, you can then use any excess exalted icons to do shifting. So shifting could be they allow you to get more information. They can improve the quality of the thing you're making. They improve the speed at which you're performing action. They can be used as extra damage dice, or you can bank them and you put them into the uh, into the group glory pool. So the glory pool is a bank of dice of, of points you can use, and um, and you can then you you can actually draw from that to add dice to your dice pool when you need to. Uh, so does that make sense? Yeah, that sounds pretty good. Is there anything I've missed out on that? If you guys have read through anything else, I don't think there's anything else. So so wrath dice can be spent in the following way. Um, sorry, not wrath dice, wrath, wrath points. So each player starts with a number of wrath points. They can be spent to reroll failures. So you can reroll any dice that come up as a one or two or three. You can restore shock. So shock is psychological um, damage in a, in a fight because it's not just being hurt, you also may want to flee. You can improve a defiance check. So that means resisting, you know, people trying to mentally influence you. Or you can you can spend a wrath point to do something called narrative declaration. Basically, you you take a bit of control of the narrative to your advantage. So you know you 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 turn it into a stunt, or you say that there's this type of thing that you could use. Like oh, there's a person that's selling this type of weaponry. Um, you gain wrath points back with good role playing, accomplishing objectives, and also uh, campaign cards which haven't yet been released. We're waiting on those. Uh, glory is used in the same way. Uh, oh, no, not quite in the same way. Glory points are used to increase the dice pool, increase damage. Uh, so each point adds of glory used can increase the total damage value by one. Increase the severity of critical hit or seize the initiative, which is in combat. So we'll get to that when we need to. Uh, wrath dice is wrath dice uh, results can be beneficial or detrimental. When a, you roll a six on the wrath die, you gain a point of glory and score a critical hit in combat. As a result of one, a complication is added to the scene. So that's fairly simple. Um, yeah. Is there anything else? Wrath, uh, the wrath dice that result in complication are separate from the rest of the dice pool and are not re-rolled. So you can't re-roll wrath die. So that's pretty much it. Okay, I think that's that's everything. Any other any other questions before we begin? Nope. Nope. Sounds good. Good. Okay. So we will we will start uh, the good, the bad, and the scabby. So, you arrive at a bar deep in the Underhive. Uh, around you is uh, a bevy of people in what's known as Walker's Dome. And the bar, with its neon lighting, 
uh, is called The Screecher, uh, mostly after some local kind of, you know, mutant large cat-like creature that seems to, to roam uh, the, the, the very large uh, corpse yards that make up uh, a lot of the uh, Walker's Dome. Your contact here is Baltus Alkins. He's your information merchant, fencer, uh, you know, fence and dealer of various rare items when you need it. And, you know, he's been essentially your contact for jobs for some time. Uh, you know, the place, there's always a constant hum around you as, uh, you know, from the generator, uh, generators uh, powering the, the dome. And every so often there's a crackle of electricity from above as you see the, uh, the energy, um, energy lines are directing this power throughout the dome to the various foundries and furnaces and refineries. Uh, and of course, the, the, the Screecher is a busy place. There are numerous people stood outside. There are, some people are toking on tox sticks they're having, or some other weird kind of cigar-like, um, you know, like a cigar, but it's not quite a cigar. It's mostly putting out plumes of green smoke, but is uh, a fairly, you know, fairly mundane narcotic. Uh, there are gangers there from various houses, be they brutes like from the Goliath, or maybe they've got the resplendent hairstyle of the, uh, uh, similar to, you know, kind of similar to what people of House Escher wear. Or there might be kind of a few shifty people with these weird kind of sunglass-like lenses on their eyes, and they've got big long coats, and, you know, you know of them, they're, they're of that very nefarious gang of House Delac. So, um, you are heading towards the Screecher. How do you feel about this area of town? I mean, this is a bar that you frequent quite often. Hey, yeah, yeah. Krunga, Krunga, hey, listen, I don't want you picking any fights, okay? Well, I mean, if if they don't start nothing, I, I, I probably won't. Unless I get listen, bored. Listen, you broke our contact's neck last time. Don't want you doing that no more. Look, it's it's not my fault. He's he was very fragile. Okay, I didn't know he was gonna be that fragile. Listen, all I'm saying is, Hot Rod here is gonna do the talking. Okay, you're just here for muscle. All right. <sighs> Fine. Hey, hey, Krunga, we you know we couldn't do this without your muscle. So it's a very important part of the gang. You you got this. You got our back. So if so, I've been thinking. Um. If you guys can't do it w without Krunga's muscles, shouldn't shouldn't Krunga get a, a full share of of the loot? Because I've been on on a, a third share, and you guys have been taking the other two thirds for like a bunch of these these little contracts. And listen, I think Krunga, I think Krunga, I should listen, listen, listen Krunga, Krunga, we we've been through this before. Listen, you, you get a big third. You're getting a big third for a big guy like yourself. Oh, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> Thanks. Right. Um, okay, you head into the bar. Um, there is also just other things to note that there is there's a constant dripping of water outside in this area of Walker's Dome because there is moist, there's like um, farming of edible fungus. So there's a lot of moisture in the air. And that's what's 
rusting the steel superstructure of the dome. So there's every so often things fall from the 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 very the very roof of the dome itself. At some point, the hive above may well come crashing down into Walker's dome. But we'll continue. You you head into the bar. It is filled with patrons who are drinking this frothy, fermented, fungus brew. Uh, there is the smell of roasting meat, which, let's be honest, is most probably rat burgers. And, yeah, you know, there's, there's a few people that are playing um, some sort of card game. Uh, there's games of dice going on. And... You know, there's the there's the odd you know there's the odd sex worker who's going around, be it quite a a pruning fop of a man who seems well dressed, looking for business, and his also his uh, fellow female associates who are also out to find someone that's looking for a good time. But you push through, you find somewhere to sit down so you can wait for uh, for Baltus to uh, to arrive. Uh, the one of the one of the um, bar attendants comes up. Uh, he's got a rather rotund stomach. Uh, his at his throat, there's a, a metal grill because he's had some sort of cybernetic surgery. He's mostly smoked far too many of those strange uh, tox sticks. So, boys, what do you want? It's been a while since you've been in here. You want yeah, the same? Yeah. Hey, um, how's the uh, how's the sump rat burger tonight? Uh, sump rat burger is pretty good. It's uh got the finest local spices I put on it. I've changed the uh, I changed we've changed the uh, the mix a little bit. It's got a little bit more. What do you call it? A bit more fire to it. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll I'll take one of them, right? Okay, what are those for you? What about you, big boy? Yeah, um, I'm gonna need one, two, four, four of those for for me. Four yeah. of those, yeah. straight up. Do you want them? Do you want them rare, like always, boy? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. If 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 they're still wiggling, I, I like them that way. Okay, well, I'll leave the tails on, mm. and uh. What about you, Hot Rod? What do you want? I'll just have the uh, the fungi special, please. Oh, you're going vegetarian, okay, boy. And what do you want to drink? I'll bring over I'll bring over a bottle of the of uh, good old uh, good old engine degreaser. That stuff will help it all go down good. And he heads off, and you know it's about he brings over the bottle of this blue kind of methylated spirit engined greaser which apparently counts as whiskey but you know it you know it works it's got a bit of a it doesn't go down too well you know it's kind of a bit acidic and he then at a later point brings over the burgers and you happily begin to munch into cooked underhive rat Once you guys have done, and I guess, uh, sorry, what's the name of the uh, Goliath? Sorry, I keep forgetting the names on these boys. It's uh, Krungo. Krungo. So Krungo's mostly eaten three out of four, at which point uh, Baltus, who 
is dressed in a, a long kind of coat. It's got various medals. He he's never fought for the the um for the local Necromunda platoon. So he's just got medals that just look really cool for just looks. Uh he's got a fairly uh his his beard is is tied up, it's plaited with a with various like metal like nuts that are polished and put into the uh, the very end of it to tie it all together. Uh, his head is shaved and he's got a um, a cyber monocle and he sits down he he uh, rests his uh, las pistol on the the table and the table is really let's be honest it's just an upturned oil drum so boys you're here for uh you here for the new job i uh i sorted out for you it's a good one it pays well it's pretty easy goes right you don't even have to kill a single person well we're not a we're not adverse to killing people wait wait Um, wait but but we 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 can right that's that's not like you can i mean sure okay okay i'm in i mean i just mean you don't have to kill anyone and in fact if you keep it quiet there's a bonus in there for you (sighs) boom Yeah, that sounds uh, it sounds interesting, you know. And we 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 fully uh, we fully retain our right to our discretion on murder or non murder. And how do you feel about things, Stunty? It's a pretty easy job, and I think your kind of expertise could come in well with this. It's uh, you need to uh, you're gonna need to transport a bit of uh, a bit of tech, and uh, it'll need to be maintained. And I know. If anything was to go wrong, it may need to be fixed up. So, Listen, you're a bit uh, of... I tell you, I I put in twenty years on the space docks. I I can fix anything, you know, cars, tanks, shuttlecraft. I can handle it. I should get you to look at my Goliath truck at some point. The uh, it's not been quite the same since we uh since the Adeptus Arbites came in and I had a bug out of here with uh, with my stuck at the last minute. Oh, yeah, I got yeah, I got some extra headlight fluid, you know, back home. I'll take a look at it sometime. Brilliant, brilliant. So, here's the deal. And he leans in really close. So, there's a... There's... What I need you to get is a... It's a air filtration piece of kit. You know it. It's got the. This is the. This is the. Uh, this is the model number. You're gonna have to take it from. And he kind of looks around from the local refinery. It's kept by the Caustic Angels. They're the local Escher gang in charge of the refinery. You just need to get in there, super quiet. Decouple one of these babies, and just uh, take it to the address there. It's in. It's a dome. It's a dome that's about a day's travel from here through the uh, through the Promethean lines, and uh, it pays good. You get half now, and half later, and a bonus if you keep it quiet. I'm giving you, and he he pulls out a bag and he he jingles it. There's five hundred credits there if you take the job. How much of a bonus is it if we keep it quiet? You keep it quiet so it's 500 now 500 if you get it there and if you keep it ultra quiet keep it real quiet 
There's a further 250 credits of it if you keep it quiet. Okay, okay. It's good to know the cost of a life. Hey, barkeep, bring me over some of your... Give me some of your finest. At which point the barkeeper brings over a small bottle of a luminous green liqueur that as he pours it out, kind of, you know, has a kind of cloudy vapour that comes off it. Perfect. And he just starts sipping at it. So, you're going to take the job, boys? I know other people that'd be happy to take it. So an easy one. Hey, hey, the razor hawks, you know, we don't back down from a challenge. You've got the, uh, you pay for the best, you get the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The best, like last time. Yeah, sure. Last time. Hey, you hey we're there. all still alive. Yeah, yeah, but sure, you are still alive. But I was the one that had to pay off the, the goddamn local sector house. You shot the place up. You didn't leave a single person alive. That melter gun, that melter gun is a goddamn liability, boy. Hey, hey. Survivors are a liability. The melter gun's just, uh, you know, good work ethic, uh, good work practices. Yeah, it's like an insurance policy. Yeah, yeah, insurance policy. I know all about those boys. Anyway. Your contact in in the uh, in the Narian uh, in the Narian Dome is Sister Ellen, part of the Holy Choir of His Celestial Song. Yeah, this is why it needs to be kept quiet. Working for the Church. You don't have a problem with the Church, I hear. You're all good. You're all good boys praying to the God Emperor. No, their their money spends just as good as anyone else's, I think. So, yeah, I'm cool with the church. Excellent, excellent. Right. Well, I consider this a done deal. I'll uh, I'll be in contact with you to uh, give you the to sort out the rest of your payment when you return. Well, I'm not return to uh, I'll sort out that they know that you're coming with the gear. Okay. Right. He finishes his drink and gets up. Well, I'll be seeing you around, boys. And uh, oh, um, hey, excuse me, excuse me. You're gonna pay for that, right? I mean, sorry, let me redo that. <clears throat> oh, hey there. Um, <clears throat> leave a little soon there. Uh, gonna put something down on the table. Oh, oh, oh. I, I thought you you're being paid so well. You thought you'd cover <laughs> my drink for me. And he lays down a few uh, imperial credits. Which are triangular, um, triangular coinage, which have the imperial uh, emblem stamped upon it. Uh, can't hurt a guy for trying. Hey, you try every time. But if you don't mind, and he leans over, he looks at your rat burger or the remains of the rat burger, and like plucks out just um, one of the what we'll call chips, but you know you don't know what they're really cooking, and he just grabs a, a few of them, and then walks off, chewing away as crumbs fall into his beard. Who's going to eat those? Sorry, pardon me. Um, I guess I pick up the change and pocket it. If you're going to take the money, yeah. And um, are you going to get up to uh, to leave? Uh, I, I wave at the... Did you say it was like a barman who took our order? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, just put that. Just put that on his tab. 
Um, he'll pay for it when he next comes in. Sure, boys. You, you sure you want to leave now? We're just about to put on uh, some thrumming music from one of the local bands. But, I, but if you're busy, uh, I'll get, yeah, I'll leave it on the tap for him. Fantastic, fantastic. Okay, uh, so I imagine you're, you're getting up to leave and heading for the door. Yeah, I, mean, I want to hang out and see you uh, see you do the band performance, but uh, now yeah, we can. The hang band out. performance is basically like <laughs> a mixture between synthwave and people banging on drums and you know on oil drums and various bits of pipes and stuff. It's kind of Nine Inch Nails meets meets Stomp. That kind of stuff. It's a lot of like early nineties um, uh, travel music, really, probably. It, yeah, it's very sepultura elements to it. Um, as you're heading to to the um, as you're heading for the front door to the to, to leave the the bar, um, this rather bedraggled man and a few of his friends uh, stand in your way. And he looks at you, and his face, of course, is 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 obscured, covered by a mask. He his arm, his one arm, where he doesn't have any sleeve, it looks looks hideously burnt. And yeah, he, he the rest of his skull, his face, he's got no hair, but his face is covered because, of course, he and his few friends with him are members of a local house. Cordor gang. They are the this these guys are the remains of the burning sermon. They're a gang that you recently um, assassinated their leader and killed half their gang. Um, they're not a very good uh, Cordor gang. They're they're pretty much the butt of all jokes in the area. Where do you think you're going, boys? You fucking owe me one. You killed my boss, and now I'm in charge. He pulls out a rather rickety-looking auto gun. You're not meant to really be brandishing weapons in the bar, and as he pulls it out, you know the bar goes quiet. What are you gonna do, Stunny? It's all your fault. Oh, think you're a big man, but really, you're just a pissant. If we owe you one, you got till the count of one to put that fucking weapon away. As I go for my melter gun. Right. Are you just gonna? Do you want to <laughs> shoot, or do you want to just go for pure intimidation? I'm gonna aim the metal gun at his balls, and I'm gonna okay. intimidate him. So you're going for intimidation. Let's see how we can do intimidation on this game. Um, oh no, that... I'm not good at intimidation. <laughs> oh, dear. Um... Okay. Let me see. Um, which skill would it be? You should have an intimidation skill, correct? Yeah, I don't. Unfortunately, I just I'm using willpower. Hey, you know who does have a have a pretty good intimidation skill for some crazy reason? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's pretty good at intimidation. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Uh, let me find the uh, the the rules for for this. Um, oh wow, where is it? I think it's just going to be a roll off, isn't it? Of of whatever the intimidation runs off. Let me just find the right. Skills. That's willpower. Yeah. Okay. Hold on. Oh wow, this book is. So it's an interaction attack, which is on page two twenty-five. Thank you very much. That's what I was looking for. I'm here for you. Interaction attack. Oops. 
Okay. So, yes, intimidation. Uh, interaction attack. Blah, blah, blah. The interaction roll. Okay. Interaction attacks use the following skills using intimidate. Uh, the difficulty number is the foe's opposing skill or their resolve, whichever is higher. Hmm. Well, he, he thinks he's a big man, so he's going to try and, uh, you know, go toe-to-toe -to -toe with you, which is possibly the dumbest thing anyone's ever fucking done. <laughs> All right, let me just find the... Um, there we go. There we go. His resolve, which is non-existent, so it's oh no it's two so we're just going to have to go with his intimidation skill now intimidation runs off which stat line uh willpower i believe yeah his willpower yeah. is higher okay cool so i'm going to roll that okay and he has got two successes because he's got an exalted icon but he didn't roll he didn't get anything on the wrath die and what do you get jig no wait 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 well, well, I'm not the one doing the intimidating. Oh, who's doing the intimidation? I'm just watching uh, watching him be intimidating with his LAS pistol. Oh, okay. um, or his yeah. LAS gun. So um, when you do an interaction attack, you have to say what you want to happen. Uh, if you get a player's call, which is if you just blow him out of the water with your successes. So if you get uh, three or more uh, exalted icons. I'm sorry. If you if you can shift three or more exalted icons on your interaction attack, then you get what's called a player's call. So yeah. if you want, if 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 you want, if the best outcome of this of this uh, is he wets his pants and his entire gang points at him and laughs, that's your player's call. Or he drops his gun and runs away, or whatever. So what what do you think is going to happen if you intimidate him? Oh man, what um, is the best thing that could happen? Uh, I think probably the best thing that could happen in this scenario would be like um, in the quiet of the whole tavern, like someone basically shouts up like, oh, snap, you got burned. And they basically <laughs> have to tuck their tail between their legs and leave as like a laughing stock. That would be like, that would be the ultimate thing. I'm not after shooting somebody. Yeah, again. okay. Yeah. Go for it. Roll it. So, so roll your in intimidation. Um. Yeah. Okay. Let's go. Uh. I got a five and a two. So target numbers are like three, four, and five, right? Uh, yeah, four, so, five, and six. Uh, four, four, five, five and six. six. Yeah. So you get one success basically. And I got two. So you don't oh. beat him. Um. So players call just three or more exalted icons. That's not happened. No, you just uh, failed. So if your interaction attack equals or exceeds the difficulty number based on the opposing stats, uh, you must make um, the target hindered or vulnerable. So now, James, you are vulnerable, which oh, no. means you've got minus... Um, uh, no, plus one to the victim's difficulty on, on all tests. So it's one harder now to kind of... to. Um, to intimidate him. So he gets up in your face and you're basically like just looking at each other, you know, eyeballing each other, pistol pointed at you. You've got this melt gun pointing at his face 
and you're just kind of like sizing each other up. Um, does anyone want to step in? Krunga will uh, put down the last of his chips. <laughs> right. And he will. Uh, he will leer over his uh, his companion Hot Rod, uh, which he he towers over, even though Hot Rod is an average sized person. And uh, he will he will stare down at the little burned guy and say, "You know, usually I like my dinner a little rarer." But I could eat something well done tonight. Excellent. So your intimidation, man. I will go ahead and try to intimidate him out of this, even though... uh... Alright. I'll give you, like, plus one die on this, because you are clearly massive compared to this guy. Because I'm a scary dude! Alright. I got... Wow, it's a good thing ones don't subtract. <laughs> yeah. I got two fives and a six, so that is four icons. You've got four icons. And I've got I... four icons. And I have only got one. So I will shift my three icons into the um, player's call. Which well, the we decided... call is, is, is if you shift through a more exalted icon. Oh, I'm sorry. I have to get three sixes or more. You are correct. I apologize. Uh, in that case, I'll just put all four of them onto him and uh, make him... Uh, I will make him vulnerable. He is at a minus to defense. Yeah. Uh, okay. He... You know... Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Oh, no, no, no. Never mind. Never mind. Yeah. Vulnerable. That works. He backs off because um, you've done tons of successes compared to his, and he just looks at the fact that you're, you know, he's he's outnumbered. Even with his guys, he's outnumbered, and you know, he he suddenly just thinks, you know, it kind of cross. You can just see him realizing that the odds are not with him at all in this, and everyone's just he just he's just watching someone now already in the bar taking bets on who's going to kill who. And so I was going, like, come on, come on, give me the... I'll give you good odds. i give you good odds and on that big guy there is going to fucking faceplant that tiny little guy. Give you good odds for it. The Cordor Ganger looks around. Um, yeah, sure. I think we're done here. Um, no hold problem. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. I, I want to get in on this. I'll take 20 on face planning <laughs> I think no, 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 no. Um, um, I think we're, we're we're done here. Don't don't. No problem. No problem. Um, yeah, sure. Um, yeah. Just have have a good night, guys. Uh, uh, I'm sure I see you around. Um, yeah. Just keep me in mind. I might have a job for you sometime. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he just starts walking off. And it's just like I'm gonna have to flay myself so hard tonight to make up for this. God, God, God willing, God willing. Okay, you leave the bar, having made. All right, that guy was really afraid of you. Wow. <laughs> well, you know, I, I I know how to leverage my assets, mostly into someone's face. But you know, yeah, like I appreciate, like, thanks for having my back, man. And I, I reach up 
and up and up to try and ruffle your hair, but you're probably much taller than me, aren't you? I mean, you can get my armpit here. (laughs) Okay. Excuse me. Excuse me. I have a mohawk, sir. Yeah, Yeah. a mohawk, not a a nailed-in faux hawk made of metal. No, it is a it is a a, a for real organic mohawk. It is a for real organic mohawk. Excellent. I'm I'm saving up to get the uh, the implant metal hawk. <laughs> right. Okay, so you leave the bar, and you know where the Corsic Angels uh, refinery is. It's on the, you know, it's towards the edge of the dome. Uh, it is a collection of, you know, various re- uh, towering refinery vats that are steaming away. There are masses of pipes uh, that are, you know, carrying various chemicals and and, uh, and waste um, waste products uh, away from the refinery uh, there is various leaks that are blossoming steam uh, the place is rusting it's it's obviously like much of the uh, the rest of the dome it's not very safe uh, yeah so what you know of the the refinery is that the Corsic angels, harvest a type of mushroom that grow that they grow in the uh, in the dome and they refine it here and process it and it forms the basis of the chemical gas that they use in their in their weapons uh, they also you know refine um, various oils here uh, that are processed into food into fuel and there is some sort of um, there is some sort of uh, water filtration that they do. So you can actually buy fairly pure water from the Caustic Angels. Obviously, though, um, this area of the dome stinks to high heaven. It, it's got that kind of pa- palpable kind of smell of stale farts from the mushrooms that they've been harvesting and, and refining. Uh, yeah, and, and of course... This place is rather secure. There are um, you you can see from say one of the, the the towering spires that holds up this part of the dome. You could have easily climbed up and using um, a simple uh, uh, magnifying scope, you can see that there are at least a number of maybe a couple, maybe more, maybe a half dozen sentries that are. Uh, walking the perimeter of the refinery. Of course, being Escher, they are dressed in extravagant clothing uh, and have their ridiculous, you know, faux hawks that are coloured in various neon colours and are brandishing um, typically uh, the typical weapon of the Escher, which is their 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 variant. Um, version of the last gun though i think you can see one person walking around and they are clearly armed with a the uh, distinctive weapon of the escher a chem thrower on her back is a is a uh, is a tank of noxious chemicals which will which is 
you know, basically vented out of the gun. And from what you've heard, anyone that breathes that in uh, begins to start bleeding from their eyes and from their nose and starts coughing up blood. Not a nice way to die. So, what's your plan? How are you going to get in there? All right, boys. Listen, we got to come up with a plan here. We gotta, we gotta figure out a good way to get in there, real quiet, like. Okay. So, what, what do we see? What do we see looking down here? Do we got any, uh, got any, got any pipes we can call th crawl through? We got any back entrances? So, um, there are possibly some larger pipes which will which you could possibly get into via the sewers, but you don't know what dangerous chemicals may be being pumped down into the sluiceways there. Um, you could potentially find out if there is some sort of uh, delivery and, you know, uh, get in, sneak in via vehicle. Uh, you could, if you want to be a little crazy, you could try and climb the the support structure of the dome uh and and you know the the rigging that is above the refinery and you know repel into the uh into the refinery that would be very dangerous here's, here's uh, i think what i would suggest at the moment because uh stunty's uh you know pretty pretty mechanical guy knows a lot about uh industrial technology and such uh he's gonna look around for a pipe leading towards this uh refinery that's not in use and doesn't seem to have anything funky or too funky leaking out of it i mean a little bit of funkiness we could probably survive right yeah i i, I should i should think so um <laughs> right so you're gonna try and sneak in via you're gonna ascertain which pipe is possibly the safest one to use so essentially you're doing a tech skill to investigate the area to figure out which pipe is mostly not filled with some toxic acidic mm -hmm. or alkaline waste yeah exactly uh so stunty here has a tech of seven so let's see how this goes oh. i got a six on my wrath die Fucking as well hell. as <laughs> as well as Five icons. Wow. Okay. Nice. That is pretty damned nice. So, okay. So you got a six on the wrath die. So let's remind ourselves what that means then. So a six on the wrath die will mean you first of all get a point of. Let me just check this. So on the wrath die means you have gained a point of glory for the team. So if someone wants to just note down. The amount of glory that the team has. Oh yeah, each character begins the session with two wrath. Um, I should have noted as well. So everyone's got two points of wrath. But if someone wants to note down the party's amount of glory, so you've now got a point of glory. Got it. And cool. it's basically a like kind of like a critical success. So how many icons do you get? Five um, icons. Okay. Um, that's pretty decent. Yeah. Not only do you, I think, not only do you find the right pipe that you should use um you realize looking at the uh looking at the control system for it um it is it's an unsecured 
uh, it's an unsecured sewage pipe. And it doesn't take you that long to work out that if you if you put in the right sequence for it, you can actually redirect the waste flow to um, to the the backup. So the pipe not only is one to get into the zone, into the refinery, but is also now not got any liquids going through it. So it's going to stink. You might slip along, you know, slip a bit as you're crawling, as you get might mostly going to have to crawl through. But at least it's not going to be up to your neck in whatever filthy water and fluids that will be coming through there. So, yeah, there's just a beep, beep, boop, boop. And, you know, you can just hear the water draining away and you see it going, uh, being redirected. And about, you know, 10 yards away, you see another pipe, or uh, you know, starts vibrating as that wastewater is instead now going through that pipe and being pumped out to a different um, waste pool, which is filled with, you know, rats that are picking over things. There's obviously steam coming off it. Amateurs, amateurs, what are they doing here? All right, guys, boop, boop, boop. I redirected the flow. Uh, Hot Rod, you want to melt a, that, uh, like an entrance right there, and then Krungo, you just punch it in. Fantastic. Well, here we go. Uh, okay. We might want to stand back a little bit. Could be some, <laughs> could be some flammable gases, though. Yes, very much so. Uh, you level the melt gun at the uh at the the pipe and you pull the trigger right i am going to describe because some people may not be aware of what a melt gun really does it's quite a, a specific thing to the warhammer 40,000. what a melt gun actually does a melt gun is also called a fusion gun a melter or a cooker it's a powerful short-ranged anti-armor weapon that produces an intense energetic beam of heat so it's it uses fuel, but it doesn't do it like a flamer. It doesn't fire a plasma ball. What it does is it fires a superheated kind of like it's more like a microwave gun, but it's more but or but it does actually you know use fuel to to power it. So there's just this intense beam of heat. You can see the the air shimmer as as you as you pull the trigger. There's a hissing sound from from the barrel as uh, as air and the ambient moisture you know sizzles off the barrel and you watch the side of the you know you watch the the pipeway you know, the, the the wall of the piping begin to melt away and it just it's almost like wax as it just kind of melts and makes a big neat hole there's no explosion because really you're not igniting things you were just vaporizing it. Uh, you know, a few seconds later, and the pipe has a big enough hole in it for you guys to crawl in. Hey, boys, watch out for the edges. It's probably going to be hot. We don't have to, like... <laughs> we, we, we don't yeah. want to have to file, like, a, uh, you know, a health and safety uh, record at the gang HQ. No, 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 but... Uh, hey, 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 Krongo. Yeah? I'm embarrassed to ask. I'm embarrassed to ask, but can I can I get a little boost in there? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, sure. Here, I'll just <laughs> pick you up with one uh, hand thanks. and put thanks, you in. Thanks, buddy. 
Excellent. So you get into the pipe um, and you start crawling through in the direction of the Corsic Angels refinery. It takes you at least a good 20 minutes to navigate the pipe. The pipe opens up into a larger network of, of pipes. And as you do so, as it opens up into the larger kind of like sewage pipes below the refinery, you have to stop because while you did activate the other pipeway to get rid of the, the wastewater, it does mean the main pipeway that you're in now, while you could stand up in, in that in there, there is liquid, you know, just washing away. Um, that would, if you stood in it, would mostly come up to your knees. And you don't have an idea of how dangerous that will be. Who wants to uh, test how dangerous the uh, the liquid is, the waste water, if it is in, if it is at all water? It it's in front of us, right? Yeah, you've, you're you so you're you're in a you whoever's gone first is at the end of the pipe. You're mostly just looking. You're on your hands and knees, and you're looking out into out of that pipe into a larger sewer system, and in you know below you you're looking down into a, a stream of this blacky greeny liquid it's maybe it's thicker than water but not oil not, not as thick as oil and you don't know how dangerous it is well i think it would make sense for uh, stunty to be at the front of the group since he is the smallest of the three of us so uh that is true you because everyone can see over me. Yeah, go ahead and oh, check yeah. that out. Oh, boys. Oh, hold up here. Hold up here. Huh? This doesn't look good. Could be scabby juice. Ah, all right. Um, I, I assume I've got some, like, a stick or something or, like, a metal rod that I can just kind of, like, dip yeah. in and see if it just dissolves in acid or something or, like, see yeah. how goopy this is. You have, and you put it in, and it doesn't dissolve. It's okay. It is fairly thick, though. It's, it, I think, let's say thickness is, let's say, porridge, just a you know, really fine oatmeal that's been ground up and mixed with water but not been cooked. So it's got a thick, but it's not like going through molasses. Hmm, this ain't good. This ain't good. Uh, can I see how deep it is? Uh, yeah, it's like I said, it's, it's about, it would, if you, well, if if Hot Rod was to get in it, it would come up to his knees. If you were to get in it, it would mostly come up almost to your waist. Oh, oh, no good. That's gonna, it's gonna get all over my beard. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, what, are we gonna, what are we gonna do here? What are we gonna do? How, how uh, far do we how, come? How far across is this pipe? Where are we going once we get past um, this this flow of junk? You want to basically find a pipeway that will lead upwards, and there are clearly some pipes which are draining liquid directly down into um, into this sewer, and there are some ladders that lead down through those pipes so there is a there is a there is a service pipe 
How far off is it? Ooh. How, much of this, how much of this river of junk are we going to have you, to wade through? You're going to have to wade through at least a good three or four meters worth of it. It's not that far away. Uh, okay, I know where this is going. Krongo, give me the rope. Throw me across. <laughs> okay. Um, Hot Rod, I'm going to have to squeeze, squeeze past your... your, your Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> all right, here, here you go. Tie it, tie it. Do, do, do. Bunny goes around the tree. Oh, listen, I'll handle the tie the knot. Uh, you just you just flex those muscles, okay? Oh, okay. Okay, so Congo just needs to do a pure strength roll. <laughs> uh, not an athletics roll? Uh, yeah, it would be an athletics roll, though. Because Krongo is good at athletics. You should hope so. All right. Krongo has one, two, three, four icons. Okay. Um, yeah, that's enough to, to chuck to chuck um, to chuck Stunty across the um, across the sewer onto the other side. And you know, the rope trails behind you. And there is you're you know, you're able to then edge along um, the gantry that's on that side of the uh, sewer, and towards the towards the the service pipe that has the ladder, you're more than able to you know tie off the rope if you wanted or or anything to allow the others to kind of just you know uh, to go through the the wastewater but not be washed away by it. Because yeah, while it is thick, it is moving, so it's quite a lot of effort to move against it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I tie it off all the while grumbling something like, no amount of money is worth this. Great. Okay, so um without much more um dilly-dallying, you know, you you make it you all make it across the sewer and you start heading up the service pipe. And as whoever's leading the way will reach the top, and there is a hatch, and you are able to, I guess, slowly uh, unlock it and peer out of the hatch. Yeah, let's uh, let's take a peek. Yeah, so I guess um, uh, Stunty's probably still in front. So what he'll yeah. do is he'll he'll unlock it. He'll slowly lift it up with his axe and use the. Uh, the reflected light because it's a, it's a very very well maintained axe yeah really great axe uh use the light to kind of like peer and scope out what might be up above okay from where you will be exiting the sewer you are in a um you're in one of the the main um refinery warehouses uh i say warehouse but more the the factory floor and uh, you're between. Um, so you're you're basically s s stuck between two rather large um, vats, and in the one direction you can see um, you can see that there's a collection of like boxes and barrels that mostly contain raw materials, and then there is some gantryway steps that lead upwards. And the gantry that then leads across above the um, above the vats because that's you know how people 
are able to assess how how the chemical processing is being performed. But you're inside a building within the refinery and you can't see anyone moving around. All right, boys, let's, uh, let's get up there. Okay. So you're going to have to make some... Uh, I think you're really going to have to make some stealth rolls at this point. Well, geez, Chris, looks like you made a character for me with zero stealth. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Bit of, bit of stealth. I'm I'm a I'm a little stealthy. Hey, good news. Nobody has stealth. <laughs> no, you... oh. Um I I can I can take point on this. Uh stealth is run off your agility. Yeah. Cool. So uh I get a pool of four for this. Yep. And I'm gonna do a little uh Okay, so I got a, a six, a two, a three, and a four on my raft dice. That's one icon and uh, three icons altogether. Okay, that's, that's pretty good. That'll do. And everyone else? I, I kind of want to see if the coast is clear first, like get a little okay, bit of, sure. like, is there a convenient place nearby where I can get people to hunker down rather than all just standing out in the open like, you my, can, what a big can... factory. You could, you can essentially, you know, run over to, you can run over to the, um, sorry, that's uh, you can run over to the crates and, um, and, you know, kind of hide amongst them. Sweet. Cool. I'm going to, as I turn to the rest of the group, I'm going to kind of point over towards where the crates are, give them both a big thumbs up and then go Excellent. and hide. Okay. Well, on uh, his three dice, um, I got four icons because I rolled a six. Oh, Look at that. A four, a five, and a six. So go me. You, you, you do a wonderful, you know, shoulder, you, you do a shoulder roll and you scamper over behind the boxes and you you find the biggest thing that can hide you and you crouch behind it and stunty so stunty gets out of the manhole and um gets a gets a one and a one so squeak 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 my wet shoes just rubbing across the floor, um clanging with my axe accidentally chipping the concrete and storyteller what else happens with you doing that you do find you do get to cover you do get to the crate but there is there is a there is a sound from one end of the warehouse and someone pulls out you know pulls out hey is there anyone going to be working Working tonight here? I th I'm sure the uh, I'm sure the refinery's been, you know, been shut down for the evening. And then the, another woman's voice calls out, echoing through the chamber. Uh, yeah, there shouldn't be anyone working on the refinery floor. So what do you want to do? This you, you're aware that this isn't the building that you need to be in. There's a different building that you need to be in, which is where they do the 
do the this is where they they um add things to the refined mushroom slop you need to be in the one where they actually like do the main processing so you need to get to the next door building oh no um so what do you want to do uh cause a distraction yeah how would we go about doing that i don't know blow something up um <laughs> are there any rats like it's it's the underhive right there's got to be some rats and stuff oh yeah there are some rats around because they in the food like... processing area surely not they keep that clean yeah. right no, <laughs> no the rats, there are rats like drinking the weird chemical soup that that runs off from the vats um can i lob like some pocket uh, some pocket uh, some pocket detritus at some of the rats to try and make a noise and a distraction um yeah you could pick up something and just chuck it to the chuck it to make a noise at the other side of the warehouse if you wanted yeah you could you could grab a rat and just chuck it <laughs> oh my god um oh that's that's so tempting. I've not had many other games offer me the opportunity to chuck rats. Um, when in doubt, throw a rat. Yeah, yeah. Let's. Okay, you throw a rat. You you pick it up. It it growls at you. This, you know, it's got it's got bone spurs that are erupting out of its back. It's mostly got a third eye. Part of its skin, you know, is is all pockmarked. And you you hurl it to the other side of the the refinery. Uh, of the building, and it, it gives off a, 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 a kind of a squeak snarl as it hits something solid, and you then hear rapidly the uh, the, the footsteps of running, you know, the running footsteps of of the Escher gangers who are securing this building, and you can quickly make it to the door of this build of nearby of this building and make it to and, and try and sneak through to the next one. Yeah, that sounds like a good shout. Right? You wanna leg it? Let's go. Remember you can use your wrath or you can use glory. Remember if you do fuck up. We do have one glory point. You got one glory point. Right. So who who's legging it and sneaking? So James, you roll your um, sneak. So that's your your uh, oh. stealth or your agility roll. Yep, 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 yep. And yep. everyone just rolls agility. Is um oh, I got I got one icon. You got one icon. So that's a, that's one success. Okay. I rolled uh -huh. the exact same thing I rolled last time, a four, a five, and a six. Oh, wow, okay. A four, a five, and a six, and is any of that a wrath die six? No, just the four. Sorry. Nothing fun. Nothing fun. Okay, so you've got, like, four successes. So, again, by some means, you know, you, you slink from yeah, one... Yeah, the Goliath turns into a shadow and disappears. <laughs> <laughs> the biggest guy possible is just able to move with... It's almost like watching, like, Arnie or Jesse Ventura somehow like out stealthing the predator. Um, right, fine. I'll do see if the Escher kind of see you, but they're being distracted. So uh, let's see what they would yeah. do. Stunty got a uh, 
six on the wrath die and a four oh, on the regular die. So are you you get another point of uh you score another point of glory. And if you wanted you could shift that exalted icon and bank it as um you can bank it for your wrath ball fashion. That's right, let me just check. Uh, glory is a maximum of six. Uh, glory, whenever. Oh no, glory increases whenever a player shifts an exalted icon. So you could shift it. Sorry, or you can, or you can. Um... Is that right? Sorry, let me just get that right. Oh no. So yeah, you've gained a point of glory. Sorry, um, for the six on the wrath die, but you could also shift it. If you could also shift it if you want, but you can only gain one. Point of glory per test, so there's no point in doing that. No, I'm good. Okay, uh, and then I guess it's whether they um, perceive you, which will be their. Um, I guess it'll be their intellect. I guess is versus stealth, isn't it? Let me just read up on, just make sure how stealth works when it's uh, done. But they're distracted, so I'm not going to give them that good a, a roll. Um. Oh yeah, okay. Uh, as you start legging it to the door, uh, one of the Escher gangers, as she's, you know, running across the gantry way, she's above one of the vats. She she turns and looks directly in the direction of Stunty, and it's like, "Oi, what are you doing? What are you doing here, short ass?" And points the las gun directly towards you. And that's when the uh, rat that he threw earlier hits her right in the face, right? <laughs> you hope. You <laughs> wish. No. Uh, so, what do you want to do? Who wants to fire and shoot at her? Who wants to do what? Uh, <clears throat> hey, listen, I, I can explain. I can explain. You know, look at me. I'm covered in crap here. I was just... I was just... I just wound up in here. I was wandering through the pipes, you know, trying to find a new place to live. Of course, she's not going to listen to your your nonsense. Okay, so the way this works is each round, every character in the encounter takes what uh, it you know takes an action. Uh, each turn uh, turns each character takes a turn during the round, uh, and there's certain actions you you can take, um, but it alternates. So you will get to do one of you guys will act, act, and then one of the gangers that you're up against will act, and you keep going back and forth. Um, Wrath and Glory uses a turn order that involves back and forth interplay. And the other thing you can do is you can spend Glory, I think I said, which means you can take the initiative. So if you say, say Stunty shot, and then the Escher Ganger was going to shoot, and then James shot back, and then before the Escher Ganger shoots, the, the other Escher Ganger shoots, um, you can have it so that Grongo can take the initiative and instead act before that person. So that's how um, that's how you know taking the initiative works with glory. Um, but if that's not the case, then we can just start. So uh, at the beginning of the round, um, one of the characters finish up, so the G GM chooses one of them. So you guys always get to go first unless there's some other um, reason for, say, an ambush or something. So that's not happening. Uh, Okay, there's nothing else to really say about that. 
comes to the basic actions. So basic actions are obviously interaction actions, which are like taunt, trick, intimidate, a melee attack, manifest psychic power, investigate, uh, a ranged attack, stealth, which is agility plus stealth, or, um, or use an object. So obviously use the appropriate thing for that. So the question is really who wants to do anything? And of course you can move and shoot. So uh, who wants to act first? I think that uh, Stunty, while he was like trying to schmooze his way out of this, uh, just levels, levels his bolt gun and <laughs> fires. Yep. Okay. So you assemble your dice pool for that. Yep. I got four dice. Uh oh, six dice. My bad. Okay. And uh, the I will. I'm not gonna. I'm just gonna do a straight shot. Not any rapid fire or anything like that. So you just need to beat the target's defense value. Okay, I got four icons. Four icons, and their defense is. Oh, let me see. Where can I read that? Why can't I see on it? It's defense is three, so it's a it's a good hit. It's a hit. Um, if the wrath die results in a six, it's also a critical effect. And any of those exalted icons? Because you could. Nope. No, so you can't do any shifting. Okay, so you've got a hit. Then you work out the damage. So you assemble the damage pool using the number of damage dice equal to any exalted icons you shifted, plus the bonus damage granted by the weapon. So it's a bolt gun. So how much? How many dice does that have as bonus damage? It's uh, damage is 10 plus 1 ED, which I guess is plus 1 for each exalted die. Uh, hold on, let me find the weapons. Where are we? Vulcan. Projectile weapons. Uh, why can't I see it on here? Uh, shotgun? No. No. Still there? No. Last weapons. Bolt weapons. So, bolt gun. So, so that's one extra die. The ED is the bonus die. So you roll one die, and if that gets a 4, 5, or 6... Um, then that adds to the 10. So that's how it works. So it does a base damage of 10 plus whatever else you roll. Okay, so I'll roll one die, and I got a 1, so no additional damage. So it's a basic of 10, and then we, we compare that to the character's uh, armor and you know health and other things, and we'll see how much damage you do to them, which in this case... Uh, let's see. So, inflicting damage. We compare the weapon's damage value to the target's resilience. Their resilience is 5, um, which basically means you do, you're do you going to be doing quite a lot of damage. Let me see. On 226, damage. Um, if the damage value equals the target's resilience, um, the target suffer. Oh, they suffer 1d3 shock. If the target... If the damage value exceeds the target's resilience, the target suffers one wound for every damage value over the resilience. So in this case, you do five wounds. Bolt guns are scary. Yeah, you you basically start, you know, firing because uh, it's an automatic weapon, so you fire a number of rounds, they fire through the gantry way, you solidly hit her in the chest, and bolt rounds are not just simple bullets. They, when they hit you, they don't 
they also detonate. So once they embed into her, you just see this red mist as it blows up part of her, you know, part of her torso, and she collapses on the gantry. That was ridiculously good. Okay, cool. Uh, with that, uh, the other Eschaganger is going to fire back at Mr. Stunty. Of course, you move past the boxes and everything, and there's you're in the dark, so it's not going to be as easy to hit you. So what does she have to roll? She is rolling her uh, dice for using her gun. Where am I? Skills. No, default's five. Okay, that's what I wanted. So she's rolling five dice, and what's your defense, Mr. Stunty? Defense is two. Yeah. Okay. One, two, three, four, five hits, uh, five successes. So she's definitely hit, but she is only using a uh, last gun. So I say only using a last gun. Um, so that is seven plus one dot extra die. So that's eight damage. But what is your resilience? Uh, resilience is six. Six. Now, do you also have any armor? Oh, that's right. I do. I actually have a flak flak armor, which uh, don't have your rules right right here for it, but I assume it does something. Yeah. Okay. So let me just uh, bring up um, armor. And then that will be explained. So armor has an armor rating, which is the main thing, which is a measure of how well the armor protects the wearer. Armor is added to the toughness to determine the wearer's resistance. Okay. So what I need to look at is is uh, how armor works on here. Black armor is armor rating three. Is three. So. Adds to well, adds to the resistance. They don't mean right. Resilience. So it adds to his resilience. Yeah, not resistance. I think they yeah. Can... So it gives him a uh, an effective resilience of three plus whatever his resilience trait. So it's is. nine. So the last shot just hits you in the flak armor and does nothing. It just she's basically just shining a torch on you. You don't care. Uh, does anyone want to take a shot back at her? She is a bit further away. A bit of a harder shot. I might take a shot if that's okay. Oh, no, How far away are these? Are these two? Um, they're up on the gantries above you, so you know it's a bit dark in there as well. But... Gotcha. So James, you're gonna fire your your melter gun at her? Yeah, yeah. Let's do let's do that. So what's the uh, range on a melter gun? Twenty four uh, meters. Twenty four meters. Oh yeah, she's definitely in range. Okay, so. That many dice, and that many dice, and that dice. There we go. Um, so I'm rolling seven for this. It's ballistic skill, right? Uh, yes. Okay. Um, right, that's a bit better. Uh, so that is four, uh, four okay. icons. That's definitely a hit. <coughs> Even though I made it diff more difficult to hit her, um, that's definitely a hit. And okay. they're just regular icons. So there's nothing you want to shift. So you roll the damage. Um, so it's 16 plus 2 ED. <laughs> right, so you roll two dice. Uh-huh. Uh, a five and a six. Oh, fucking hell. Okay, yeah, right. Should one of those be a wrath dice? No, not with okay. damage. 
So uh, that's effectively damage 19. Yeah. Uh, you you wipe her out. Like, you fire that, and you melt the gantry and her lower legs, and the rest of her torso falls into the refining vat. Uh, you, you've turned her into a pot noodle. Um, she is very, very fucking dead. <laughs> Um, the air it obviously smells of cooked flesh now mixing with mush with mushroom soup chemical nonsense and you guys can flee through the doorway mostly Grongo kicking it open with his booted foot <laughs> boom and you leg it into the next uh, into the next warehouse and as you do so um, you can hear there's some shouting uh, someone fires randomly you know some last shots towards you but you know they're not in range and they they are ineffective as they slam into the side of the building and you go into the next um building where you can see the processing the mashing of these of these uh mushrooms as various conveyor belts and you make i guess uh stunty because he knows what he's looking for makes a beeline to the air circulation um uh, equipment which it's a device which it's meant to circulate air as part of the refining process of these mushrooms um, no one is else is in this in this building yet because obviously the, the factory is meant to have been shut down for for the, the evening and um, I guess someone needs to uh, do some work to take the, uh, the piece of tech out of um out of the out of the refinery equipment yeah how big is this uh air processing unit it will fit into a rather large duffel bag okay i think i can handle this i think i can handle this all right boys um listen you guys cover the doors keep them off me and i'll I'll work my magic over here sounds good sounds good we put it back yeah okay um, as we go to cover the doors, I'm gonna pat Krung, reach up and pat Krung on his high shoulder. Um, hey, buddy, the bonus for uh, for doing this quietly and not killing people is now out of play. So uh, we're free to go with your impulses. Don't don't hold back. <laughs> and I give Ooh. you a big hearty pat on the back. Oh, okay. Go get him, Tiger. Now, what's Krongo armed with, by the way? Uh. He has a chain axe and a teeny tiny little pistol. You've got a stub gun, haven't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So a stub gun is effectively like a big magnum. Uh, and um, No, no, it's with... a teeny tiny little pistol in his hands. <laughs> in his hands, yeah. And obviously now you don't need to be quiet. So you essentially thumb the uh, activation switch on the chain axe and it fires up into life and the uh, serrated blades on the end of the axe start whirring ever faster because it is literally just a chainsaw axe. Uh, and as you wait there for any Eschergangers of the Cortic Angels to break into, you know, to come in, come rushing into this building, uh, Stunty, you start working on the uh, tech. Um, you just need to do a tech roll and uh, you're going to need to get quite a few successes to take it out in one go. Oh, okay, I'll see what I can do here. Come on, baby. Uh, I got 
four icons. Four icons. Okay. Um, you do really well, and yes, you, you use your powered screwdriver, and you start taking out screws. Uh, you also take out the odd, you know, the, some of the bolts, and it, in short work, this piece of equipment is decoupled uh, from the refinery, and you bag it up, ready to leave. Sweet. Is there also, like, are there any tractors in here or forklifts or any kind of motor <laughs> vehicle? Uh, yes, there is a forklift. Okay, might have to use that. Do you want to use the forklift and just, like, power it, you know, power it straight out the, uh, A-team style, out the front of the, uh, out the front of the refinery and out the main gate? I, I do want to do that, but, uh, I don't think I'm going to have time on this turn, so better okay. move on over to the other guys. Uh, okay, the, one of the doors of the building is kicked open and a frag grenade is chucked in so they're just going to chuck it in because they're going to do a bit of surprise but we'll see how well they do with that um i'm going to remove a few dice because they're just doing it blindly so i'm going to have to get at least i'm going to say i'm going to have to get critical on this with if they're going to be a, in any luck of it hitting near you now nah, they chuck in a frag grenade it lands in effect Effective against you, it explodes, sending a shower of shrapnel around you, but you're able to duck just in time. And with that, um, you're able to fire back. So you could mostly take a pot shot at the person at the doorway. It'll be a minus two, um, it'll be a plus two difficulty to hit them. So they've got effective defense then of five. So who wants to fire back? Are they standing right in the door? Well, if they're behind the door, if you're thinking, James, can you fire the melter gun and just fire at the edge of the door and you'll mostly hit them because you'll melt the side of the building away? Yes, you're correct. I was just thinking, um, like, Krungo could probably slam it in the person's face and that'd uh, buy us a little bit more time. He'd have to run up there and do it, but you could uh, also just melt a gun the person through the wall and potentially I, hit them. I don't want to melt all my problems. Um but um, it seems yeah, well, you guys are talking this over. Krong is charging at them with his axe. And he's just yeah, cut them in half. Okay, so <laughs> charges. Um, is there a bonus for doing some charges? There is, in fact, a bonus for doing a charge. If, I, if they're within six meters, which is my maximum speed. Okay, yeah, they're definitely I in get, range for that. Then I get plus one die for the charge. And because I have the heroic charge talent, nice. I get an additional plus one uh per two ranks to melee attacks on the charge now i looked this up because i thought that was just an additional bonus die which would be kind of kind of boring no it's per rank and you're ranked two so it's it's two, actually plus it? one per two ranks so oh, I was like, okay. that's not very great but what it does is i believe if i read it right where was it sorry Heroic charge, post price likely, blah, 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 blah. Quick close the gap, gauge of foe, blah, blah, blah. Plus one for two rank for any melee attack they take as part of a charge action. So I get two additional dice on my charge, one for charging and one for having this talent. Yeah, okay, yeah. So I will uh, charge them with my chain axe, which will give me all nine of my dice.
Wow. Uh, looking for four, fives, and sixes. I have four icons on nine dice. So you miss, and the chain axe like screeches <laughs> through the metal of the building and slices the door. Well, essentially, it rips the door off its hinges and cuts it in half. Um, and now you're very close to another Eshaganger, who at near point-blank range, but has obviously stepped back, is going to fire her last gun at you. Um, and only gets completely misses, gets only one icon. Uh, the shot goes wild over your head. Mostly she's too shocked by by the fact that this burly guy with a massive fucking chain axe is like, just ripped the door off. Um, fine. Uh, what does James, James, what, what does Hot Rod want to do? Or what does uh, Stunty want to do? Stunty was removing the, uh, air conditioner this round oh yes he was so what does hot rod want to do james you've just seen grongo rip a door off with a big fucking axe oh, i was muted for a second um uh <laughs> do we go through a full cycle of like each character acts before we kind of break into a new like round yeah so you, you, we yeah you have to go through everyone has an does a some sort of action before you break into a new round so Cool. You've got okay. your action to do, and then that'll be the new round. Um, so I'm gonna have a look. Uh, when we walked in, did I see if there were any other entrances to this, this building? There is another door further along the, the wall um, where possibly someone might come through. There's also obviously gantryway above. You don't know if there's maybe entrances via stairways outside that leads to the gantries above and of course there is the main uh big shuttered door uh, well not door so it's a big the big double steel doors um to the the factory itself okay so you've got multiple points of ingress so let's um i guess the doors open there's someone who stepped back a little bit from uh, krongo so they're probably a good person to pop in the uh pop in the head really aren't they yeah, you could go for it, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going to do a pew-pew on, okay. on that ganger. Um, okay, so... Ha, uh, I got two icons, and I got one on my wrath dice. <laughs> oh, shit, okay. Um, hmm, what am I going to do with that one? Uh, you... Oh, three icons, sorry, and a one on my wrath dice. Okay, fine. Uh, you fire it at the ganger. It misses, and the shot hits a support beam that holds up the roof of the building. You basically melt her uh, and turn into, into wax, a whole steel support for the roof. And you then start hearing above you, it starts, there's the sound of creaking metal. I take that moment to shout, and we'll destroy the rest of the building too if you keep causing any trouble. <laughs> right. It's a new round. Uh, who wants to act first? Uh, I think this is when uh, Stunty is going to hop into the forklift nearby. I'll make a tech roll to try to start it up, yep. and I'll see if we can make our own exit. 
Oh man. Um <laughs> two icons, but I got a one on the wrath die. Okay, it starts up and then and then you uh stall the engine. So ah, who puts these things in reverse? Ah, jeez. <laughs> right. Uh, a door above is kicked open, and then Ashiganga kind of leans in and starts firing a las gun. She's going to fire it down at Hot Rod. What's your defense? It's three, isn't it? Yeah, just three. Okay. And completely misses you. You know, pew pew pew. Last gun shot, last bolt, bolt, you know, scorch um, anything behind you but miss. Uh, what does Grongo want to do, or what does Hot Rod want to do? Well, I would like to get my uh, my axe wet at least once. So, <laughs> go on then, roll to hit. Um, no longer charging, so just a regular no melee charging, attack. No. But yeah, I'm gonna cut this gal in half. Yeah, she fucking well, I bet. Alright, hey, there's a there's a six on that die. That's nice. So that is five successes. I'm sorry, six uh six icons. Let me let me say it right. Six icons. So it's definitely a hit. Do you, have, dog. A, do you have a a six in there that you can shift? In fact, I do have a six. So do you want to bank it, or do you want to shift it to extra damage? So will if I shift it, that means that it doesn't count as a success on the attack. So will four uh, four uh, successes is still a hit? Yeah. Okay. Um, so in that shift case, it to damage, and that means you get an extra damage die on the damage. Well, actually, um, my axe is brutal and penetrating. <laughs> God, this is so insane. So, so when rolling damage dice for a brutal weapon, I add plus one to the result of each extra damage die. Yeah. So I get five damage plus two extra dice, and I get to add one to each of those, and it's also penetrating. Uh, so when any dice are shifted from the attack to damage, which is what I'm doing here, I'm shifting yeah. two of these to damage. Uh, so it has an AP of two. Cool. So, so I get to add. So if she had armor. You would ignore two points of armor with that. So since I'm shifting that six, which counts as two successes, I add two dice. No, you, you get an extra die. You get an extra die yeah. for every shifted one. But it also means on your extra dice, then you're rolling uh, chain axe. You're then rolling three extra dice, and that means a three and a four count as um regular well, I, icons I, I rolled i rolled two fours and a six so yeah so the fours turn into fives so they're still regular icons the six is still a six so that's four in total that means you do a total of nine damage uh, nine damage yeah you, you you grievously like slice her torso open and she collapses on the ground um, there's a spray of blood from the uh, chain axe, and I think her friend that was in the doorway that was shooting at you just just bottles and runs for it because it's just such a horrific uh, injury. <laughs> right, um, James, what does Hot Rod want to do? Did we already do Hot Rod, actually? Um, 
So we've just okay. done we've just done Congo, so there should be like an Escher ganger in the middle or something. Oh yeah, there should be an Escher ganger. Um another Not one. That I want to get shot the door and she's gonna shoot at um she's gonna shoot at Mr. Stunty, but he's got a bit of arm a bit of defense because of the um because of the vehicle he's in. So uh your defense will go up to three for this, okay? And okay. still laser shot just pings off the uh, carriage of the forklift truck. Right. Uh, so, yeah, James, you get to shoot back at anyone. Um, so I'm going to shoot the person who just shot at Stunty. Yep, okay. Yep. Um, dice. Dice. Okay. Um, doo -doo 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 -doo. Uh, three... Uh, Three icons, that's what they're called. Yeah, icons. Yes. Yeah. So that's a he hit. Cool. And then you can do your damage. So uh, again, the air heats up and... Uh... 16 plus two dice. Oh god, this is such a horrific weapon. Um, so a four and a six. A four and a six. So yeah, you, you, you vaporise her. Um, you vaporise another Escher Ganger. The one that was shooting shooting down at you, you fire it up and you, you scorch a massive hole in the gantry and she falls through it and you essentially cook and melt her arm off in the process. And it's the next round. Um, right. Uh, I guess Stunty's going to try and start up that engine. I'm going for it. I'm going for it. I think we did it. I think we did it. I got three icons. Three icons, yeah, that's that's definitely enough. Right. It chugs into life. Okay. Uh, it, so yeah, here's what's gonna happen. Here's what's gonna happen. So Stunty with one hand is driving the uh, forklift straight to the sheet metal, you know, siding of the uh, of the factory building. In the other hand, it's just gonna be firing wildly with his bolt gun because I can do that because I have true grit, which according to Codex Space Marines means I can fire a bolt gun one-handed. <laughs> I'm not actually trying to hit anyone. I'm just trying to cause a distraction. Forklift goes into the side, and I start to just, you know, lift up the fork, lift up the sheet metal. First, it's four feet high. Then it's six feet high. And then you know what? It's eight feet high so that Krongo can get out with us. Yeah, it, it smashes, you know, smashes open... You know, tears open the door, um, and you guys leg it. Um, you're firing the bolt gun. You know, you're firing wildly. Uh, barrels explode as Promethean goes up in, in flames. There's the screams of Escher gangers as they are coated by the this flaming, uh, the flaming pyrotechnics, and you guys leg it out of the uh, the refinery and to safety somewhere where you can lay low before making your journey to the uh, to the Narian Dome. Right, and let's continue. So it's a few hours later and you've stayed quiet. You're mostly eating some of your your um, you know some of the solid blocks of uh, of refined fungus that counts as rations, and you know having a rest, drinking something that that uh, 
refreshes you before making the journey. Your route is going to be along what's known as Promethean Mile. So Promethean Mile is where is a, a main route where Promethean fuel is pumped uh, through uh, Walker's Dome to the Narian Dome before it heads uh, up towards a uh, another refinery where the Adeptus Mechanicus kind of, you know, uh, pump it out before it's taken elsewhere in the Imperium. And you'll have to go past uh, a fairly dangerous place called Rutger's Sump, which is a, a massive uh, pool of, of effluents and like, uh, you know, waste water, waste chemicals, where all manner of mutated creatures kind of lurk. And there are rumours of various beasts of the Underhive that can be born from its uh, carcinogenic soup. So, uh, yes, you will be, you know, the pipeways of the Promethean Mile are, there isn't much room to move. So vehicles don't go down this way. Um, any goods that are brought this way uh, are brought in long caravans of slaves who carry massive bags filled with gear and, and, and equipment and food to sell at, uh, the, at the local markets of whichever hive they're heading towards. So you begin squeezing through the network of pipes and heading down Promethean Mile. As you do so, um, it's a dangerous route, though, because it requires you uh, timing, uh, opening and closing uh, part of the Promethean Pipeway to make it onto the other side of the network of tunnels. So you're going to have to work as a team to open up the pipeway, redirect the flammable fluid, get through there, and hope you don't get immolated at the pro in the in the process. Because in the cases of emergencies, when there is uh, Promethean being pumped down the pipe at the wrong at the wrong time, the security mechanisms are set up to ignite the flames to clear block uh, to clear blockages. So we're going to do what's known as a threatening task. But while I, while I find the rules on that, do you have any, uh, any extra narrative you wish to add to all, uh, to all this? So uh, Hot, Hot Rod has the leadership skill. OK. Um, so I guess as we're kind of making our way there, I just kind of want to be so guys. Um, like little little bit of a, a kind of uh, retrospective of how that went. I think we did pretty good on getting away with the uh, with the air filter. Fantastic work, Stunty. You did you did great. Um, Krungo, amazing work on holding the door. So good. Like never seen a chain axe wielded quite like that. Um, yeah, I, I cut that that lady in half. She called me a mean name, and I didn't like it. And I cut her in half. And she tried to shoot you, and I didn't like that either. But mostly it was the name. Yeah. Yeah, you know, we're we're a we're a better class of ganger. We don't have to insult people. We can just chop them up. It's fine, you know, like commitment to what we're good at. Um great. So yeah, uh went very well. Um next time I think we we may need to work on our, our sneaking a little bit. Um but hey, I don't think there were any survivors who could identify us. So <laughs> technically that's kinda quiet, right? Yeah, yeah. Someone else. And I tell you, the clan, House Asher, they're uh, 
they really hold grudges, you know. So it's a good thing we got rid of all of them. Great. Okay. So I wasn't supposed to leave um one of our little calling cards behind. <laughs> um, I need I need to go back real fast. I'll, hold on. <laughs> Right. Okay. So you make it to the um, to the the pipeway, and as I said, this network of um, this series of of safety gates through the pipeway, and you it's it's going to require a lot of working of various valves uh, and you know valves and levers in order to get the right sequence of um, of redirection of the fuel so that you can get through it so the first task that is before you and you've got to do this in in a in a in quite quickly once you begin down this process is you have to release pressure from the chamber ahead of you you can see promethium fuel through a little uh, portal is flowing through there and in order to do this uh, you're going to need to uh Pull this massive lever, and that's going to be a athletics test. So uh, let me just roll to see if you guys can actually be allowed to do it on this round. Um, well, actually, yeah, because you, you're starting it, you can do this straight away. It doesn't matter, and I've rolled anyway, which is mean scum. So either you use these, uh, you use the breath cards, or you can use the critical hit chart to t- see whether someone can act. And as long as they've got a key, one of the you've got a keyword which matches up with the keyword it says, then you can make an action. So in this case, uh, the keywords I'm looking for are chaos, xenos, and scum. You are all scum, so you can act. So yes, scum hey, too. No mean words, man. We just established <laughs> this. I guess, um, Grongo, you can, you can haul this massive lever. Yeah, Grongo will uh, reach up and Grab on with both of his meaty hands and get uh, two, three, four, five icons. Yank that thing down in one swift motion. There's a a loud clang and you start seeing the, through the portal, the the Promethean level begins to drop as it's redirected uh, or, or the pressure's at least released. And you can now get into uh, that chamber from above. Um, but first, you also need to do some redirection of the excess Promethean flow. And that requires um, also interacting with a complex series of levers and valves. And that's going to require a tech test. So, of course, you've only got eight rounds to do this in. And now that you've started the process, this is when things get dang- dangerous. Because while you've released the pressure for now, in this one chamber pressure is building up elsewhere and you know fuel under pressure not very good so let's see what happens uh where we can act on this one so let's say 23 uh so no i mean so basically because it you no one's got a keyword which matches this one for now um it basically means for this round uh Stunty, you're at the the complex, um, you know, the collection of valves and levers, and you're trying to work out exactly which ones you should be, you know, flicking at the right time. 
and given you've got to do this quite quickly and you're under stress it's you know you've got to clear your mind and focus quite hard on things right so we'll move on to the next round and hopefully someone can act on this one so we get a 51 which means oh no time is ticking away um yeah stunty you're having a really really bad time looking at this how are you feeling you're under pressure you're sweating listen I'm, <laughs> we didn't have anything like this up at the space docks and we'll move on to round so that's round three we're on to round four oh, no. uh which is um oh no it's getting really bad it's, it's, the pressure is building up there is a there is a various um little dials that is all going to red and on the next one is a 21 yes you can act you're round five you can act it's a tech test you gotta flick those switches and uh, and um, turn some knobs and everything else. Ah, uh, it's just like working with the six-inch pipes. Okay, I just gotta do this. I gotta uh, gotta move this lever, hit that button, and I got four icons. Excellent. You do it as you do so. You redirect the Promethean flow. The uh, pressure door opens, and you can get into the pipeway now. And you close the door uh, behind you. Um, of course, you've now got to go down the pipeway, which is filled with this Promethean fuel. So I hope that melter gun is turned off currently. Uh, and Grongo is not smoking a cigar or a top stick. And you're going to have to swim through to the next chamber, which means it's going to have to be a survival test. Uh, let's see, 34, which means, yes, you can all act. So you can all make a survival test. Okie dokie. Um, here goes. Three. So two and a wrath. Yep. Um, great. I got one. Oh no, I got a uh, six. So that's two icons, right? That's two icons. That's not quite enough, James. Do you want to spend a point of... You could spend a point of wrath, can't you, to re-roll one of your dice? Or re-roll some of your dice? Re um, I can't re-roll my wrath dice, can I? No. You can as long as it doesn't have a one on it, I believe. Oh. Complications on wrath dice can't be re-rolled, that's correct. Okay. So while we're on the subject... Um... Sounds like uh, James and I had very similar roles, except for I did roll a one on my Oh, rack. no. <laughs> I also got a six on one of my other dice. So I'm going to spend one of my uh, wrath points to re-roll those other dice and hopefully come up with another icon. And there's two other icons. Right, I'll get to what's going to happen to you, James. Did you I'm, succeed? I'm going to wrath, uh, wrath up, and there we go a six on my wrath dice and a five on my other dice. Right, so. okay. So you all get through to the through the chamber. Yeah. Oh, Stunty doesn't. Oh, no. Stunty. Really? Everyone was so focused on getting through. You didn't look back. Stunty's struggling. He's back there. You could just, you just see like the, the tip of his beard just like at the uh, top of the Promethean. Right, okay. So it's now we're now on to round seven out of eight. 
uh, stunty, you really need to get through there really rapidly because as um, <clears throat> as uh, as as Grongo gets out of the top of the chamber, so you go up these ladders and you're out of the ch out of the pipeway. And first of all, Hot Rod makes it out first. He opens the hatch, gets out. Grongo gets to the top as he gets the hatch. Grongo, what's the first thing that passes through, through your mind? Now you're not near. You're apparently not near flammable stuff. You light a for a smoke. <laughs> yes, and you 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 pull out a top stick, and you start to strike a match. And of course, as you do so, um, from where you are, uh, Mike, where where Stunty is, you can see him doing this. You're looking up the the ladder, and you can see he's doing this. So you need to make a survival test again to get out of there now. Oh gosh. Krongo! Oh my gosh. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on. <laughs> Zero I got I got a six of my wrath die and no other icons. Uh okay, do you want to spend a wrath point on the fails on the other dice? Yes. Yes. And you've got yes. you've got a glory because oh, you've, no. um, you've got okay. a um, you could have spent how many points are in the glory? Have people been tracking that? Because you could have spent a glory point to give yourself an extra. We've die got on two this. at the moment. Yeah, so spend a point, Mike, and, and spend a point of glory because you really need to do this, and that'll give you an extra die on this die pool. Okay. Well, spending we'll, spending we'll everything. Six on his uh, wrath die, so we're still at two. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, I now have. Uh, I got. Well, so six on the Wrath die, six on the regular die, and another icon. So there should be five icons total with, you know, the crit. Yeah. So I think it's pretty good. You, uh, yeah, you figured you to figuratively lit a fire under my ass. <laughs> yes. And it means you're not going to have to do the final thing, which is the fourth task, which is to do a tech test to safely ignite the chamber to uh, release the pressure. Because as you seal the hatch, you do so as Grongo just goes, Ugh, and just drops the match down the pipeway. So uh, Hot Rod, you slam the hatch down, you rapidly shut it, and you just hear this <sighs> beneath you as the pipe, as what is considered a blockage in the pipe is cleared, and then the whole Promethean flow restarts and the, the uh, passage of Promethean proceeds uninterrupted. There you go. That's how um, that's how threatening tasks work. I think that's pretty cool. I think adding that random nature doesn't. I don't feel like I'm being an arbitrary kind of bastard. I'm just rolling dice and going. You can and can't act. Anyway, carrying on, you guys. Um, how do you feel? You've just survived being turned into a rat burner. I'm I'm gonna take a breather. I think you know, just uh, whew, that that's that's quite. That's quite a close brush with death, I think, more so than we've had the rest of this thing. Whoa, wait, what? You almost died? Are you are you okay, Hot Rod? You want to puff on my? Oh, you want to puff? Uh, uh, for yeah. your nose. Yeah, just down here, down here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Meanwhile, Stunty's just off to the side, just like trying to wring the Promethean out of his beard. <laughs> Right. <laughs> okay. You you know, you, you get yourselves uh, gathered together and um, you head down 
proceed down Promethean Mile before you you leave that part of the uh, the pipeway, the the tunnels, and you skirt you begin to skirt around this massive lake of noxious, bubbling, luminous filth, which is Rutger's sump. Uh, as you go along, uh, you guys can make a investigation roll for me. So it's kind of a, or is it investigation or is it awareness? Uh, awareness roll, sorry. So that runs off your intellect. So if anyone, everyone can make an awareness roll. Got okay. a little bit of that. Oh my word. Two icons and that's it. Uh, uh, Krongo is looking for the fish in the lake. <laughs> he gets zero icons. <laughs> I got zero icons. Oh, okay, right, fine. Um, yeah, you're you're watching the bubbling lake, and you have to kind of like step back as you see strange kind of tentacles reaching out of it every so often, or something is swimming in there. You're not too sure. Um, the the the, the green light from it illuminates you and the, the smell is the smell is much like kind of uh, has kind of an ammonia kind of tinge to it mixed with you know mixed with kind of the smell of I'm trying to think it's kind of always got a sweet smell to it it's a bit weird um, but it's definitely you know this place is not safe. So who, got, who, got, uh, you got two successes didn't you mike with stunty yeah that's right um, so as you guys skirt along the edge of the sun it, it's going to take you quite a few hours to um to walk along it uh but as you do so uh stunty you you stop in your tracks um you know there's there's a few you see along the edge of the sun there's a few there's a few people camping out because people do actually try and like, you know, fish for things in the sump, whether it's archaeotech or they're actually trying to capture the weird creatures that live there and harvest them. Uh, you notice, uh, you notice at the edge of the sump, well, not at the edge of the sump, but, but near to it, uh, a, there's a, away from any of the tents. This is almost in an area which is like a good 20 minutes from anyone else. There's a, per there's a, there's a body uh, collapsed um, behind some rubble. And the reason you notice it is because of the, um, the color of the clothing. And also you see the design of a discarded las gun near the body. Do I recognize the um, anything about this? Yeah, the person is wearing the the gang colors and uh, icons and you know identifying markers. This is a member of the Caustic Angels. She is being brutally killed. Something, and from your eyes, it doesn't look like a, it's a weapon. Has clawed her apart, has torn her in half. Torn her in half, like with a chain axe, or torn her in half with something else? 
something else. Okay, just just clarifying. Uh, <clears throat> uh boys, this is uh, this ain't looking good here. What? What's not looking good? Look at that. What's one of the caustic angels? You know they're they're tough broads. They don't take no for an answer. And she just got torn apart by like, I don't know. What does it look like? What could it be? What's down here? Maybe it's one of those Necromunda spiders. You know, you always hear the stories about. Oh, uh, you know, you can't be trusting those those uh, those spy spiders. Um, hey, you said caustic angels, right? Yeah, look, the insignia is right there. Isn't that the contact that we have to we have to meet? Uh, no, it isn't. They're, they're the ones we just... Uh, sorry, they're the ones you just it. stole just, from. We just stole. Um, oh. Yeah, um, she looks like that lady that I cut in half, so... I'm okay with that. Now listen. Listen, Krongo, it's a serious business, okay? That means there's someone else just as tough as you are out here. Well, I, I, I doubt that. I'm... I'm basically the toughest there is. So, if you want to find out more and kind of get up close and have a look at the body... Nope. Uh, nope, you don't want to? <laughs> um, Listen, Krongo will. Say, Krongo say, definitely will. I say we just want to... Let's just get out of here. Let's just be quiet. Let's be stealthy. We could be stealthy, right? You could use a survival roll. You could assess the injuries to her and try and figure out what killed her. Killed her. Oh. Um. Has anyone would that be survival? survival, or would that be Medicaid? It's survival. Oh. Hey. Uh, yeah, Krongo can see from here that uh, she has three icons worth of injuries. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, your Krongo is pretty certain that whatever killed her, it's it's something clawed. Like you can tell the way that the the bone has been ripped apart. It's it's definitely not a chain axe or anything that a person would you know, like an actual weapon. Oh yeah, you see that that used to be a femur, and it's got um those jaggedy lines on it. So yeah, that was that was definitely just. Just some, some animal, I guess. Yeah. Huh. From what you can tell, the claw mark is three big claws. Like the way she's been ripped apart. You, you would say it's three or four claws. It's a bit hard to tell with, you know, how. Yeah, it really, really it makes you think. You know, you could just be walking along the lake one day and out of nowhere, just some random animal comes by and cuts you down. Huh. All right, let's go sell this thing. <laughs> um, you begin to walk off, and uh, you head towards the uh, the next set of tunnels that will lead to Naria Dome. Dome, is, as you exit the tunnels that you go through, um, 
the tunnels open up and you're at the top of a big uh, slope of, you know, just rubbish and, and various, you know, waste, waste material and, and, and rubble and ore. And you're looking down onto the settlement and you can see the main gates of the settlement and with, and then you can just about see illuminated uh, the main, the, the, the central market. Uh, and various other uh, buildings where people clearly you know live and and do business and make whatever they do make in the underhive down here. Uh, you can also see um, you, you're also aware that the problem with this place is that possibly if you know a member of the Corsic Angels was found this far out you don't know whether you um whether anyone is waiting for you there so how do you want to get into the main settlement within this dome you know do you want to talk to the, do you want to just walk by do you want to sneak past the guards do you want to go somewhere else you know do you want to go in via the um you know go in via the, the sewers again you've already done that once how how taboo is it to just turn up at one of these domes? It's not taboo, but you know you might have to deal with um, with the 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 local um, the local watch who obviously will ask what your business is and where you've just come from and what you're bringing in. Yeah. Okay. I I think I think we can have a chat to them. We're 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 upstanding people. We got business cards, right? Uh, Krongo, have you have you got the business cards left? Oh yeah, I have like seven or eight calling cards. If we want to, you know, knock over a <laughs> bar or um, maybe raid a caravan or something coming in here, yeah, we can we can do that. Fantastic. The main possible problem that you remember though is that um, previously when you were in this dome. Um, Stunty got into a fight with uh, a member of the local Goliath gang who are in charge of this dome and the local, you know, the local watch. Uh, a guy called Ron Silverteeth, or at least he's now called Silverteeth. He, he he was just called Ron until um, Stunty smashed his teeth out with the bolt gun. Oh, right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. I remember that. <clears throat> All right, Krongo, Krongo. I hate doing this to you again, but uh, you got to sneak me in in this duffel bag. Remember when we did that last time? Um, I mean, they're going to look through the bags. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why we got to use your, your, your intimidation to get us through. Just like last time. Oh, okay. But I mean... Last time you got into a fight with that guy at the gate, you had to knock his teeth out. Oh, yeah, my bad. I forgot. I forgot that's how I t knocked his teeth out. Okay, all right. I mean, okay, we he's probably got new teeth. It might be a little bit tougher to, to knock out now. Mm, all right, I mean, do we got any other ideas here? The The, um... You do know that the edge of this dome and the edge of the settlement does actually, where the sewers come out, it, it pumps out 
directly onto Rutgers Sump, or at least onto you know what is effectively a river out of the uh, settlement that goes towards Rutgers Dome. So that's your other option. There is there is the there is the sewers. Um, you could go in that way, but obviously it might be also under uh, under tight security. Or you can I, with a caravan. You could I honestly think we should we should just try to schmooze our way in through the front gate, since we do have legitimate business here. And I mean, we can, you know, we have some we have some spending money if we need to to bribe a guard or whatever. You could bribe a caravan. You can get on the back of a uh, a truck and go in that way. If uh, do they go past with any kind of regularity? Uh, yeah, I mean, there's people going in and out quite frequently. You could try and just jump on the back, or you can pay someone off. Um. Yeah, yeah. Uh. Follow, hey, hey, I got an idea. Follow my guys. We're gonna we're gonna tag along with one of these uh, caravans. Um. Okay, cool. So you you scrabble down the. Uh, the rubble and uh you head towards the the trail of people moving in and out from the uh from the do from the dome um from one of the main major uh tunnels which you know vehicles are able to pass through um you know there's obviously there's also people there's some gangers that are mounted on on what are effectively motorbikes uh or trikes uh, and then there are some large Goliath trucks, which are used for mining, and some other smaller, you know, trucks that have been cobbled together from various bits of, um, you know, equipment and spare parts. So, what's your plan, James? What's Hot Rod going to do? Um, if we can look for a caravan that's maybe got a couple of guards walking along with it, yeah. Um, I kind of want to ingratiate my way up beside them and just be like. Oh man, we saw some people got in some trouble out there. You should really be watching out for yourselves, and then just kind of, kind of take up positions at the back of the caravan, like we're guarding it. Okay, so I think you're gonna have to make a deception roll. Yeah. Um. Can I wrathfully deceive? Is that a thing? Can you <laughs> wrathfully deceive? <laughs> can you wrath point your deception? You can glory your deception. That will give you an extra die. I'm ah uh, yeah yeah. Two glory. You've still got two glory points in the bank. I think. Then I think, because this because this is a big one. I think I'm gonna glory glory that. You're gonna glory it. Yeah, go on then. You can glory it. Okay, so I'm rolling five for this. Okay. Um. And that is for uh, icons. Okay, that's pretty good. Yeah. Okay, good. You, you guys look like you're part of the gang. You look like you're part of the security on this truck. It drives up to the front gate. The local Goliath look over the documents and and talk to um, the people driving it in charge of the caravan. And you make yourselves look busy at the rear of the uh, the vehicle, make and you know amongst this this uh, this this group of traders. 
and eventually it's waved in and you just kind of you know make yourselves look inconspicuous and you pass through the massive main gates of the settlement and into the dome it's into the main dome itself past the uh, members of the uh, of the local watch and to and at that point when you feel like there's an opportunity you can break away and head towards the uh, the main market from where from the market square you would mostly have the best opportunity to try and find the location of the church for the uh, Church of the Celestial Song, or the Holy Choir of the Celestial Song. Right. Anything else you guys want to add? Uh, see, I told you we could just walk right in. You, as you're heading towards the main square of the market, you know, it's an opportunity that you you get once in a while to you know you could possibly look for more ammunition or better armor or anything you know you can browse what's there it's, maybe it's not as good as good as quality of the stuff that you you already own um, but as you get to the main square you can hear someone ranting and raving up on a podium that's yeah they sat on the still on the back of uh, some vehicle shouting there's a there's a big megaphone or at least there's a there's some sort of um amplifier and you can hear over the commotion of people trying to do business someone raving on about how they're all about how they'll have salvation if they come to his holy choir listen to the lord emperor his holy song and to the revelations of it, and then they will have salvation in these dark times. And only then with salvation will they be able to go out into the stars, and from there, from there, they will be able to bring his holy light and song to every other world. You can move through the bustling crowd of people in the market. You know, there's the smell of whatever meaty soup that is being brewed up, Someone is hawking their wares, you know, trying to sell what looks like some sort of mastercrafted kind of las pistol. I don't know, you know, you've seen those before, and they've often turned out to be duds. Um, you can make uh, try make some uh, let's see awareness rolls. Yeah, go make some awareness rolls. Okie dokes. Okay. Two icons for me. Okay. Exactly. Oh, wait, two icons and a one on my wrath dice. Oh, just, okay. just two icons for me, no one on my wrath. Totally zero. Okay. As you, you get closer, you can see um, there isn't anything out of the ordinary. You see that the person ranting and raving is... Uh, you know, some apparently some very old man. Uh, he's got his hood up. Um, you're not too sure whether they, they maybe they're an offshoot of the Redemptionist cult. You know, or maybe they're just a, a 
part of the imperial cult it, uh, cult itself and they're not as zealous as those maniacs that go into the underhive and try and convert people uh and as you listen to it there is a there are other members of the holy choir handing out pamphlets and one of them ha- you know thrusts one into your hand and it has the details in low gothic and it reads that you can easily where you can easily find um whoa someone's humming in my ear there we go um and in low gothic it uh gives the directions and there's a, a small map that will lead you to the church is this the celestial choir they're singing the celestial song yes that's okay. the church that you want to go to yeah rat um cool well it looks like i've got a lead guys cool well we should we should probably go there because i want to get paid mm-hmm. excellent okay you um wait for the the sermon to end and after a bit of time the crowd that are watching this disperse and this cult obviously you know packs up their stuff and heads back to their church and you're able to make your way there on foot for you know it takes about 10 20 minutes to walk there you know passing all the various slums of of where people make their homes there's you know some weapon shops that you go past there's places that are you know a tannery which is working on rather large um pieces of rat skin that they weave together to turn into clothing um and other paraphernalia and shops and slums and then you finally approach the church which for all from outward appearances you know, bears the the emblem uh of the imperial aquila uh it's not it's not really much more than a small building that's going to be large enough to hold maybe at most 50 people inside in the main chamber to <clears throat> you know for for mass or whatever you know prayers and and commune that, that they do i guess you're going to head up to the front door and knock on it so for out of character uh yes. clarity everybody in the imperium worships the emperor right like nominally everybody worships the emperor because he's the one who protects us from chaos demons and all that fun stuff is this a heretic religion and can we be murdered just for walking through the doors um you're not too certain whether this is a heretic offshoot cult there are many i mean obviously there's the redemptionist cult but there are many minor cults that are apparently you know just a variant of the imperial cult so there is the main doctrines and dogma and holy texts of the imperial cult, but on on various other worlds, there can be a local version or even in a particular city-state or a particular country on a planet, there will be a variant, maybe. Uh, much like, you know, the Adeptus Mechanicus, you know, says they pray to the emperor, but they call him the Omnissire, you know, the, the, the god machine. Okay. Yeah, let's uh, let's head on in then. Excellent. So you head in through the front door. The doors creak open. 
again, they're, you know, whatever, you know, counts as some sort of uh, you know, wood that is braced by reclaimed metal. It's not often you see wood in the uh, underhive. Sometimes people ship it in or they, they found it from some other forgotten part of, uh, of the hive city. And as you enter, there are rows of metal pews for people to, to, to sit and, and pray at. And at the far end is a, uh, an image of a, a, what looks like a, a starburst and within it a, a face with a mouth looking upwards. And there are a few cult members who are attending to the uh, the church, you know, they're cleaning things or they're organising it. And uh, someone walks up to you. Um, can I help you? Uh, are you, uh, you are looking for salvation? Um, not salvation. Uh, Ellen is, is her name. Uh, oh, you're looking for Sister Ellen. Yes, okay. I will go find her for you now. Okay, you can all now make awareness rolls again. I got four icons. Ooh, okay. Swing and a miss. I get zero icons. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and James? I got three. Okay. <clears throat> okay, so Stunty. You're thinking to yourself, maybe it's just the way they, they um, you know, obviously, you know, you see the way that various cults have particular practices. Um, and you're looking at everyone here who all seem to have shaved heads. So that's, the, they seem to have shaved heads, they wear, and they, they, they don't seem to be wearing too much imperial iconography, just enough. Um, so to your mind, this seems a very... Um, uh, how can you say minimalist cult? Maybe they, with the words of the celestial choir in a song, maybe it's one of those ones that believes that salvation is only found in death once you're finally released from the body. And often those cults, you know, shave whatever hair that they have on their body. Hey, uh, listen, boys, I don't, I don't know a whole lot about this here, you know. Imperial cults, you know, as squats. We like the emperor. We also worship our ancestors a little bit. It's a thing. But, you know, as far as I'm aware, aren't all these cultists supposed to have a minimum of, like, 12 pieces of flair? They've only got six. Looking pretty strange. <laughs> right. At which point, you know, you have your brief conversation. Anyone else wants to add to that? No, I'm, I'm pretty sure they can have as many as they want as long as they meet the minimum requirements of worshipping the emperor. And he's a pretty cool dude. Have you heard about him? I mean, I'm not a priest or nothing, but I mean, he does protect us from demons and stuff. So that's a really cool job. Right. Uh, Sister Ellen walks up to you 
Um, ah, gentlemen, um, you are the Razorhawks? Um, Baltus uh, employed you to bring something to us? That's right, we're the Razorhawks. Nice to meet you. I hold up my, <laughs> I hold up my hand, shake, go for one of uh, the business cards from Krongo, wherever he's keeping them. So she's dressed like the other cultist, but she has her hood up. So she looks, she has kind of the, the feeling of like you know a nun. She maybe looks kind of like a, as if mimicking kind of the, uh, the attire of the uh, Adeptus Serratus. Um, you know the the sisters of battle when they're not wearing power armor. Um, she shakes your hand. She reaches out her hand and just shakes it. Her fingers quite skinny and thin. Yes, thank you. Um, you have you have the the device, the air purifier. Purifier. Uh, yeah, yeah. We we we've got that. Um, Stunty, you you got the bag right. Yeah, yeah, here you go, right here. Right, Stunty, you unzip the bag to show her the goods. And you can make a tech roll. Uh, sure, I will make a tech roll for some reason. Oh, yeah, we got... We got eight icons and a six on the wrath. Uh, so... Here, check it out, little lady. As you can see, this is one of the finest air purifiers you're going to find this side of Hive Primus. You trail off a bit on the end of that. You look at it more closely. This isn't an air purifier. This piece of hardware is a bio. It is used for bio-incubation. So, to your mind, the reason why it would have been used <clears throat> in the refinery was to um, promote Growth of various, you know, um, uh, bacteria, you know, which you need to break down biomatter if you're going to do it that way to process it. Why do these guys need a bio incubator? You guys were told it was an air purifier. She looks at it. Ah, oh, yes, that, that's that's uh, just what we needed. We're using it to. Uh, we want to. Uh, we we have a. Um, we have some business in this dome. We are trying to better improve the health and quality of the dome, uh, and by that method, you know, we should hopefully make this dome more prosperous. And of course, Stunty, you don't buy a single bit of what she's saying. Well, Stunty's going to buy it once he sees the credits. <laughs> okay. Um, she reaches into her robes to pull out a, the bag of credits. Uh, everyone can make awareness rolls. I have a big suspicion. I have a big, big suspicion. Um, oh, dear. Oh, she's done shit. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Krongu is uh, fascinated by the iconography on the wall. He is just. <laughs> into this religious artwork he's thinking about becoming yeah. a priest or whatever <laughs> he gets zero successes i rolled two ones and a three <laughs> meanwhile stunty somehow got five wow. five icon okay 
I got five as well. Wow. As she pulls out the bag of credits from within her robes, um, you two have to somehow keep stum of what you see. Is that another arm? And why does it only have like three fingers and a thumb? It looks kind of purpley. Oh, yeah, weird stuff happens. Um... And that's <clears> when you kind of look up at her a bit more closely and you realize that she, you know, because she's been talking with her head bowed low and with her hood over her. But Stunty, from where you are, you know, being short, <laughs> <laughs> you you realize that she doesn't have any irises, that her eyes are completely black, well, other than the whites of the eyes. And is that a oh. ridge on her Forehead? Oh, oh sh I heard about you scum on the space docks. They gave us <laughs> training about you things. Right, so oh, shit. What do you Wait, do, Stunty? I take my axe and I attack. <laughs> um does Hot Rod just grab the money? What she she's got the bag of money, right? So yeah, yeah. Hands it towards you, just do you just grab it and let Stunty just go in with his axe? Right, you take um, it completely by surprise. Yeah. Um, Stunty just rolled a hit. <laughs> okay, so Stunty's not that great with his axe. Well, I'm actually, I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay with this. It's um, a you know. Just makes you feel better. Yeah. I get three icons with the axe. Three icons with the axe. Yeah, it's a solid hit. Okay, it is at minus one armor piercing. Minus one armor piercing. Uh, she has no armor, so you don't need to okay. worry about that. Good job, you pierced it. And she has uh, defense of four, we've done that. Has a resilience of. Oh, okay, yeah, roll the damage. Sure. Uh, I got a three on the die, so. That's plus nothing, right? So just five damage? Yeah. Okay. You drive the axe into her side, and when you, you're expecting to hear it cut, you know, feel it cut into flesh, you just hear it kind of scrape against something. And as you draw the axe back and it rips open um, her robes, you can see this chitinous kind of plating, this bony plating along her her um, her back and body. She recoils and backs away. Um, you still got the um, you still got the duffel bag. You haven't handed that quite over yet, have you? Uh, no, I guess that's in the other hand. That's in the other. Hand. You just put yank it away. Maybe chuck it at Krongo. Um, yeah, she screams and hisses at you. And the other cultists um, in the chamber hear this and you know begin to draw from within their robes whatever pistols they have. What do you want to do? Get them, boys! <laughs> boys, burn everything! Burn this place to the ground! <laughs> right. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, whoever wants to act next, because you, you guys got the drop. So, uh, James, what do you want to do? 
Um, so she's she's still she's still alive, right? Yeah, directly in front of you. Armor gonna I'm gonna pew pew her and maybe um, yeah, I'm gonna pew pew her. Go on, then. That seems legit. Um, numbers. I do a shoot with seven. Um, right. Okay. Oh my word. Okay, so that's three sixes, two Ooh, fours, mama. and a four on my um, on my wrath dice. So what? Uh, you need to beat her defense of like four, nine. So... And you've got nine. nine. So if you tally up however many of those, enough to get four to hit, and then you can shift as many of the exalted icons left over into extra damage. Okay. So I can shift uh, two exalted icons. So that means you're rolling two extra dice with the extra damage dice on the melter gun. Right. Okay. Um, so... Oh wow! So uh, three fours and a six. Um, Fucking hell! And that's okay. armor piercing minus four. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that's her metamorph hide done with. So she counts as resilience of five against this. Yeah. You you vaporize her in one shot. Um, there is no two ways about this. You you level the melter gun. There's an ear piercing screech of. As the um, as the air heats up at the muzzle of it, you pull the trigger, and it immediately vaporizes her her robes, revealing her her grotesque gene stealer hybrid metamorph form. She has a, she has three arms. You can see where there should be obviously pink human skin. There is nothing but this purpley pale skin and chitinous armor plating around her body and her forearm well, and her limbs uh even her feet now are revealed and rather than being human feet are these uh clawed um limbs but as you do as you continue holding the trigger for your shot it's not long until all you've left of her is a steaming pile of bones and cooked flesh by fire be purged, Zeno. Pah. <laughs> um, um, the the cultists start shooting in your direction. Yeah, so one are. of them's going to take a shot at you. Um, with his uh, auto gun, misses. Uh, Grongo, what do you want to do? You've got a duffel bag that's just been chucked in your direction. That you just do. You want to leg it out of there? Do you guys want to run? I mean, you don't know how, how many. many... Yeah, how many do we see here? There There's is three ahead of you at the other yeah. end of the church near the um near the, the main um the doors. Not the doors, because you're at you're close to the doors. They're at the main um table, temple, table. The altar. Altar. Sorry, yeah, there we go. Altar. There we go. There we go. They're at the altar at that end. Uh, so you can flee because you have no idea how many more of them there yeah. are. Yeah, there's there's nothing here for uh, for Krongo. He's going to uh, take his uh, incubator and uh, head right out that door. Yeah, guys, cool. come on! These guys are shooting at us. What, what the hell? Okay, as you run, um, one of the other uh, cultists uh, fires his auto pistol. 
He's going to use up all his ammo in a full auto shot. So let's have a look at how that works. Because this is about how salvo works uh, when you shoot guns. So let me just find that on combat action. Ranged attacks, declare. Ammunition. So reloads work in the following way that uh, each hero comes with three loads per session, three reloads per session. And you can spend your reloads doing any of the following. You can do a multi attack, which is you reduce the difficulty number penalty for the multi attack uh, by plus two for every reload you spend up to the weapon's maximum salvo value. So you spend your reloads, essentially, you're firing more shots to have luck at hitting the target. Uh, you can do salvo, where you spend one reload to gain a number of dice equal to your attack roll. Uh, no, number of dice, sorry, bonus dice to attack roll, equal to the weapon's salvo value. So, Mike, your bulk and salvo value is... Salvo two. ...reload to get an extra two dice on your shots. Then you can also do suppressive fire, or obviously, uh, if, you, if you get a complication on your shot you'll be out of ammo, so you can use a reload to reload your weapon. So one of these guys is just going to do... Uh, he's got an auto gun, so I think he can do uh, uh, something that involves salvo. Let me just check, because auto pistols are pretty cool in Necromunda. I like them. I, I, have, a, I have no problem with auto pistols. Um, nah, it's got none of that. There you wish. So it's just going to roll to hit. Roll to hit stunty. Uh, he gets a hit on you, and nothing else on there, so it's one extra die on the damage. So that's eight damage. What is your resilience, though? It's nine. It pings off you. You're just hard as nails. You just don't care. Uh, what, and it's the next round. What do you guys want to do? So uh, Grongo's run out the door, kicked it open, legging it. Uh, what do you two want to do? survive um but good call yeah um well actually this is a good point mike you could use um a reload and do suppressive fire with the bolt gun and as you're as you're backing out just like empty the entire clip of bolt rounds into the room uh that's probably not what's going to happen but let's see what uh okay. let's see what hot rod does here oh man um so I've I've got assault on mine, so I can run and gun. Yeah. Okay. I think. Um, so hold on. What is it? Assault. Malt, uh, malt, melt gun. Let's see. Yeah. Assault. Uh, yeah. You can you can you can fire it as a as part of a run action, but the difficulty is increased by two. Oh. Okay. Um. I'm gonna. I'm gonna run for the door, but I'm I kind of want to like take take some pot shot or take a pot shot while I'm running, and then kind of yeah, go on that fight. Cover from the doorway. Yeah, um, sure. So you're gonna do that with the multi melter. Yeah, four, five, six, seven. Right. Okay. What do we got? I should have given you a plus one extra damage when you melted her face because you were at close range, but it doesn't really matter, does it? <laughs> I think we damaged enough stuff, didn't we? Um, yeah. uh, so I got two icons here. Um, yeah. But I think I kind of want to use my wrath and re-roll my other dice. 
Okay, so you're going to spend another point of your wrath. Remember, you're on like you have three only to begin with. Only the oh, only the two to begin with. I mean, you, yeah. I should have rewarded some back with role play, but you've um you've already spent like one. I've, I've spent so one spend another. In the second one. Yeah, so spend this next one. Yeah, go on then. You can re-roll the message. Wow. Okay. Um, that's one more icon. Uh, uh, which is not enough to hit because these guys are now behind the pews so there's a bit of cover for them so you miss and you vaporize um you know you vaporize the, the stalls you know the benches uh turning them to molten slag but you're at the door heading out uh one of them is going to shoot back at you um yeah this is not mostly not going to hit you no his clip runs out you just hear this kick, kick, kick in cursing Clearly, much like House Cordor, they have reclaimed auto pistols, which are shit. Mm. Actually, no, that's Chaos Colts that have reclaimed ones, but it's out of ammo. Um, Mike, what does this so, do? For those of you that know Warhammer 40,000 lore, the Tyranids destroyed the squat homeworlds <laughs> back in 3rd edition. <laughs> Stunty remembers this. We all remember this. It really, it's just, it's painful. And these gene stealers are related to him. So Stunty raises his bolt gun, chambers around, and says, These are filthy bugs. Let's kill them all. And starts <laughs> marching down straight ahead, not even taking cover, and starts firing at the gene stealer cultists. Okay, so if you want, you could spend a reload to, to make a to make further shots. So that's what multi-attack does. But each... Um... Yeah, I think that's good. That's, Let me that's just check. It's multi-attack. You may make multiple actions in one round by using multi-action. The difficulty number increases by plus two for each multiple action you wish to take. So you may not make uh, the state... You not make the state wise. Okay, that's not good. Um, that's multi-action. Or is it multi-attack? Okay, multi-attack allows you to attack multiple enemies. That's what you want to do. Each uh, This increases the target number of each hit by plus two. So you could spend two of your reloads to do two shots, but you would then ignore both of the plus two difficulty on each one. It's really up to right. you. Let's go with that. Okay, so, so you, may, you, you set two of your, reroll, uh, two of your reloads. That means you've got one left, and you roll to hit two targets at the same difficulty number, which is like difficulty four. Okay. The first roll got a four. So that's good. Four icons. Yep. And the second roll gets a... Uh-oh. Uh, three icons. So no bueno. Okay. So you blow apart more of the benches, but you do hit one of them. Uh, roll for damage. Sure. So it's 10 plus a roll of nothing. So just 10. 10. Oh, that's going to be enough to just... It blows them apart. We don't even need to... You know, you, you riddle his body with bolt gun shots, and he he is turned into red mist. You know, this gun is like firing... You know, it's a bit like a chainsaw in some respects. You know, it just rips him apart um, with this bolt gun fire. Plus, it's brutal and rapid fire. What does that do? Excuse me? What does rapid fire do? This gun... Oh, yeah. Um, if you use... This weapon deals death 
uh, in a hail of bullets, a rapid fire weapon deals a number of bonus die equal to its rating in close range. Oh, you're in close range, so um, you get an extra two dice on the damage. Oh, this guy is so dead. This guy is so dead. And of course, brutal means um, this weapon inflicts traumatic wounds. Uh, when rolling damage die for a brutal weapon, add plus one to the result of each extra damage die. So your threes counts as fours, your fours counts as five, fives counts as six. But we don't really need to bother, Mike. You've got so much damage on this guy. You, you blow him apart. Doesn't feel that good, but it feels kind of good. Right. Um, as you're doing that, someone's going to shoot at you. Uh, the other cultists that you haven't killed yet. Uh, again, his... his his uh, auto pistol runs out of ammo. Um, clearly, they've been uh, not uh, spending their money well or, or keeping their weapons. But you can hear um, a door at the back of the church slams open and more of the cultists... Um, one of the cultists runs out. He's armed with an auto gun and he levels it at your direction and he calls out for support that they've... He says, my God, they... They've killed Sister Ellen. I need more backup. What do you guys want to do? Well, I mean, that's that's the question. So Krongo's, Krongo's got the device. Hot Rod's got the money. And Stunty's just going crazy. So <laughs> what's what's the plan, guys? Are you guys going to leg it? If we can leave you behind, man. The um... way... James, the way you're mostly going to have to do it is if you're going to get um, if you're going to get him to follow you, you're going to have to use your leadership ability. So leadership yeah. um, is basically a way of you know executing things without error, you know, getting ins and also inspiring the soldiers to act in ways that exceed their known abilities. But also, if you were to succeed on this, um, you would be able to, you know, essentially force, um, get Stunty to take an order, which is to get the hell out of there. So you could scream an order uh, using leadership to do that. Do any of us have any grenades, by the way? Just as a just as a random question, not bearing much relation to what uh, I'm thinking at the moment. Okay. Um, but it's possible the local law people do, and we know them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm gonna. Uh, <clears throat> I'm gonna display some leadership. I'm gonna shout for uh, uh, for Sunny to get out of there. Um, we should be out of the fire. Shooting in, not in the fire, getting burned. Get out here now! And roll my dice. Go on, then. Um, uh, difficulty, um, let's see, what will be... Let me just have a think what will be the... Um, That's my sheet. Thing. Um, I think it's going to be Stunty's Resolve is going to be the difficulty number. Which is a Resolve of two. Yeah, okay, there we go. Okay, so that is uh, two exalted icons. Good. Okay, yeah. Um, then exalted icons. Oh, great. Yes. Here, 
you hear um, Hot Rod's order, um, and you you take note of it. Um, what do you want to do? So when I hear this order, am I required to follow this, or um, can I not follow it with like a penalty? As far as as far as rules go, it says that I, um, you can use it to remove combat effects such as fear and terror and pinned. So I guess it kind of would embolden you if you were going to make a break for it. But um, yeah, it's a bit of a difficult one. Yeah, specifically set up for how to do. Um, social things like that. I mean, your resolve is the automatic thing. So I guess if you wanted to uh, resist it, you could have done a... So, James, you got four... You got four, didn't you? Um, successes, essentially, because you got yeah. two exalted icons. So leadership versus... I guess it would be whatever intimidation would be. So I, d resolve... I don't think I'm trying to control him. I think I'm mostly trying to give him an idea of what my plan was so he knows yeah. he knows what i'm thinking of doing in character rather yeah, than sure. like me mettering him and so it's really up to you what you yeah. think what's your what's your kind of plan to inspire what you you want him to pull back and just keep shooting into the into the room as you make a tactical retreat yeah i think the thing i was going for was like we should be out shooting into their base rather than sending in the middle of their base yeah okay getting shot um, and then we can bring the whole thing down on them. Oh right, you're gonna you're gonna shoot out the supports on the building, aren't you? Yeah. Okay, uh, Mike, it's up to you. You 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 know you have an idea of possibly what Hot Rod plans on doing, but you are there. It's up to you. Hmm. Stunty just keeps moving forward. Okay. Just keep shooting. Just keep shooting. Got He's got to kill him. Fire another He's shot. Do you, want, you want to go for the guy with the auto gun? Uh, yeah. He's the only one with ammo, so yeah, going yeah, for him. He's the only one with ammo. Yeah. Just taking one shot. One shot. That's it. One shot. Oh my gosh, it's looking good, everyone. That is two. Uh, well, so a six on the wrath die, oh, and two other icons. So four icons total with a six on the wrath die. Uh, okay, so you've hit, um, and then you just need to roll for damage. That's right, and it's uh, so I rolled a five, so it's 10 damage plus five. Is that correct? Yeah, all right, 15 damage. Oh, no, plus you rolled, plus you rolled a five, range. It's, a, it's a success. Sorry, it's a it's number of successes on the extra damage die. Ah, okay, all, so just 11. 11 damage, yeah, which is enough to like tear him apart as well. You know, we, we're not really the thing is because these are just grunts. We're not coming up against like, um, you know, we're not dealing with critical injuries um, in in this because oh, it'd be a lot of it'd be a lot of work because critical injuries happen when when do critical hits work? Uh, if critical you succeed on attempts to hit your opponent in a range, and you roll a six on the wrath die. Is that what you just did, Mike? On the roll to hit. Yep. Yeah, you score a critical hit. Um, critical hits. If you roll critical hit, but the damage value does not, oh, so it does hit. So because you did a critical hit, um, we can then you can roll a d66 to see what the critical hit is. So this will be fun. <laughs> so roll sure. a d66. So the bolt leaves the gun, 
and it's rocket propelled, flies towards him, it's armor piercing, and explodes on contact, and I get a 62. Holy shit! Okay, right. So the other thing is, um, you know when we said that if you get exo- excess of exalted icons, you can shift them? So they can shift the level, the severity of the critical hit. So if you had an excess exalted icon, you could turn that 62 into a, a high, onto a higher level result, which would be 66. Uh, or sorry, 62 to um, result 64 to 65. So you've got unspeakable carnage, a truly grievous strike. The attack is a terrifying display of martial prowess. A geezer of gore erupts from the fo- uh, foe's wound, and ragged remnants of their bodies strewn across the battlefield. Effect. Target suffers 1d3, 1D3 plus 3 mortal wounds, although well, they're dead anyway, and the severity is plus 1 mortal wounds. So... Um, meaning that if they get any further mortal wounds against them, they're at plus one severity. Uh, well, sorry, I mean critical hits are at plus one. So, yeah, you, you explode the guy in in a shower of gore. Excellent. Fine. Um, a cultist who... You killed the guy with the auto gun. Uh, the cultist who has an auto gun um, that's also a run of ammo, he's going to reload for a turn, and the other one is going to pull out a knife, screaming, and charge at you. Uh, so he gets plus one die on the charge on this. See if he hits. He hits. That's okay. It's only a knife, though. Uh, the damage roll, if he charged, though, is... Uh, he only counts as a scum with a knife. Is damage 1d. Okay. No, Sorry. Uh, he does six points of damage, which basically, you know, stabs into your flak jacket and does nothing. So he's right up in your face. Uh, what does... Uh, uh, so, Chick, what do you want to do? Well, that's a good question. Uh, Kronga was going to run and get the police, but... Uh, or the law, lawmen to come and burn this place to the ground, but... Since his little buddy uh, seems to be hell-bent on staying in there and fighting these guys off, uh, he's going to shoulder the uh, the duffel bag with the uh, equipment. He's going to toss it over his shoulder, you know, bandolier style. Yeah. And he's going to run in there with his axe and just cut into whoever he sees who isn't his friend. Okay, so you just, you're going to have to just, your turn is spent running, charging straight yep. towards Stunty to back him up. Yep. Um, right. Uh, it's the next round. Um, you can hear people running from the back of the church or from downstairs, uh, running up the staircase. You don't know how many more people there are um, that have possibly picked up weapons after hearing people, you know, members of their church scream as they're being exploded by bolt gun rounds and melted by a melter gun. Uh, what do you guys want to do? I think we all know what Stunty's going to do. <laughs> that's just move forward and keep shooting. Okay, so there's a guy that's right in your face with an, with his knife. Do you want to just pull the bolt gun on him at point blank range? Yeah, I think so. That's it. <laughs> Go on, man. Roll to hit. Uh, we have plus one difficulty because the guy is like you know right up in your face because it's effectively in combat. Ooh, that's not good. I only got two icons. Yeah, so you miss. 
So yeah, the bolt gun rounds, you know, thud into the wall, exploding uh, plasticrete everywhere. Uh, and the guy with the knife looks, you know, obviously seem, is terrified by the fact that he can't get the knife into, you know, through your flat jacket. Uh, right. Um, Chick and James, what you, um, you guys can think about what you're going to do. The guy with the knife is going to try and knife Mike. He's mostly not going to do this. Uh, no, he misses completely. He swipes at you with his dagger. Uh, so you guys are now free to act. Hey! And then he, uh, I bring my axe down on his uh, arm, and I will try to disarm this guy. Or yeah, cut him in half, whichever you're, is easier. You're doing a charge against him, so yeah. on, you get the bonus for charging. <laughs> hey, you guys! <laughs> With a chain axe. Yeah. <laughs> How many successes? How many icons? Uh, three standard icons and an exalted icon for oh, a total so you, of five. You, you hit, and that means you can shift that exalted icon to the extra damage. I'll go ahead and do that, which uh, means that it's brutal, which means that I get, I oh, think, <laughs> three dice on yeah. the... Uh... I don't even know what you're bothering to roll. It's just going to do... Yeah, so that's uh, five, six, seven, eight damage. Eight damage, yeah. You, you rend him in half. He is... You slice him from neck to to groin, and there's just gouts of blood going everywhere as he is sliced in half. Um, more of the uh, church cultists pour out of the uh, room, out of the out of the back chamber, and then a man, uh, but amongst them, not armed with a gun, is a guy that has his hood down. And he's got a staff, and he he just has the blackest eyes you've ever seen. And he gazes at Mr. Stunty and points in your direction uh, and is going to try and pull off a psychic ability. Um, let's see. Let's do a... That's not that's mutations. We want psychic abilities. Let's see. Psychic powers. Um, it will be essentially inflict pain. Uh, the psychic draws upon the swirling. Okay, difficulty is of nine. And I guess I just have to roll. Uh, what is it going to be rolling? Uh, I don't know what psychic powers run off, actually. I didn't think about this too much, but I thought having a, a guy run up and use psychic power would be fun. There's a, um, there's a psychic uh, proficiency on the sheet. Oh, there is, isn't there? I'm going to just roll a basic five dice because he should be fairly proficient. Um, he gets enough. Yeah, he points at Stunty. Um, it's difficulty nine. He pulls it off. The psychic draws upon the swirling energies of warp and then pours them into the mind of the enemy, racking them with de uh, uh, debilitating pain. The psychic chooses the target with visual range. And that enemy immediately takes 1d3 shock and must make a successful willpower test at difficulty 3 or counts as staggered. So staggered being like a, a combat-like condition. So Mike, you have to roll d3, and that is the shock that you take. Oh, that's not good. I got three shock. Oh, right. Yeah, you're going to be wanting to leg it then. I'm not going to run. 
Uh, willpower failed as well. Okay, so then you're also staggered, which, as I said, for combat, if we go to uh, effects, staggered. A staggered character's move is reduced to half speed, and they cannot run or sprint. So you are you basically drop to your knees, um, this searing pain in your head, and you are terrified. You are sweating because you know if this is some alien Xenos tyrannic, you know, gene stealer psyker, God knows what else is here. Um, but you can still shoot. So I'll also say what happens when we get to zero shot. Um, we should talk about shock. Most people find war terrifying. Uh, if your shock is reduced to zero, whenever you are reduced to zero, uh, you, that's considered dead for people. So what about for you guys? Um, a character that drops to zero shock is considered exhausted, which is a condition. Exhausted. Um, where are we? An exhausted character is wary. A character that is exhausted can only perform a basic move action, a regular action, or disengage action. So, Mike, you can't move and shoot. You can only move or you can only shoot. Um, so you can't, you can't you can't aim, you can't do multi-actions. Because normally in a turn you get two actions, which would be aim or or other things like that. So, um, yeah, you're, you're, you're pretty bad right now. Uh, I guess you could shoot at them. Yeah, that's what's happening. I'm not. I'm not moving. I'm just shooting. I'm gonna shoot at the uh, the gene stealer Magus up ahead. Yep. And get a solid four icons. Okay, so that's definitely a hit because he hasn't got that higher defense. Um, right. Roll for damage. And it's eleven damage. Oh shit. Yeah, he's still not got enough to defeat that. You you riddle his body with bullets, and he he um you know he he backs off. Clearly, he is more resilient than the regular cultists, but he is bleeding profusely, and he cowers behind the rest of his congregation. Okay, uh, he wants to act next. So, uh, James, you're the only person left to act. You've just seen both of your teammates run into the room and start butchering people or firing the gun. You're watching Stunty somehow be dropped to his knees by this strange psychic uh, or, or witch at the other end of the chamber. And there's these other uh, other cultists have run out with more auto guns. What do you want to do? Uh, is there anything flammable in the building? Like any nice big drapes that I could set on fire and cause a bit of a... Uh, not really, no. I mean, there is, yeah, there, were, there are drapes which are flammable. I mean, if you just shot in a in the in the general direction, you might be able to hit someone and set something alight. Um, so this this guy's just dropped Stumpy to his knees. I feel like that's probably begging a melter blast. Really, um, sounds good to me. And I'm I'm basically shooting around the side of the door anyway, so I've got cover. Um, I've got a good shot. I've got a good spot to do it from. Yeah, um, you're gonna have. He's a bit harder to hit. He's cowering behind his um, his cultists, but you know, the likelihood is if you don't hit him, you might hit someone else. Yeah, if he's cowering behind cultists, then they're they're convenient collateral damage, aren't they? Yes, indeed. 
Um, so yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and do a shoot on him. Um, that is five, six, seven. But this one as well. Oh my word. Um, so what do we got? Uh, one, two, uh, four, five. There we go. Uh, there's five. One of those is an exalted icon. Five, and one of them is an exalted icon. So you've definitely hit him. Uh, roll for damage. Okay, so two extra dice. Uh, I got a one and a three. Okay, how much damage is that in total? Um, so uh, sixteen is the base. Yeah. Nice okay. Button. Yeah. Yeah. You 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 completely melt the guy and immolate him, uh, which drives the rest of the cultists near him into terror, and they flee away from where you just fired the you know where he his body has just been turned into liquid mush, and that is when you hear from within the bowels of the uh the church a great growling terrifying roar oh no <laughs> what do you guys want to do um kranga is going to uh pick up stunty and forcibly remove him from the com <laughs> from the combat yeah. Stunty will resist. I'm resisting. Let's roll off. Strength roll versus off strength. Your... Yeah, athletics versus athletics. <laughs> I got two icons. Beat that. It's not going to work, is it? <laughs> oh my god, if I get fewer I than two icons... You see, I would have treated the entire bunch of those cultists as a mob and tried to go the rules as a mob, but you basically melted the fuck out. Uh, I got seven icons. You pick Stunty up and you leg it to the door. <laughs> I'm wiggling. I'm wiggling. I'm wiggling. Um, so you run away. Stunty's resisting, wiggling away, still trying to fire a bolt gun at people. Um, James, I imagine Hot Rod's going to also leg it. Yeah, uh, as, as we're running, I'm going to kind of shoot some shots backwards and kind of try and keep them back. Just two, 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 two. Suppressing fire! Exactly. Yeah, you do suppress suppressing fire as you do so. And as you f you're firing away, um, you go out through the door, and Stunty, given that your view is slightly different, so you're looking over um, someone's big, burly shoulder, um, you see smashing through the back door. Well, actually, not the back door, the, the actual altar is lifted up and upturned as something comes out of the basement. And you see the hideous form of a gene stealer and it starts running towards you what do you you, you run out of the building must go faster must go faster you. must go faster <laughs> um, <laughs> you can take a shot at it as it's there's enough space between you and it to charter to, to take a shot but it will close the gap very quickly yeah krongo krongo keep me steady keep me steady Go on then, roll to hit. Its defense is quite high, so you may want to spend a point of glory. Uh, maybe. I got uh, five icons. Is there any glory Four. Uh, six, six icons. Six icons. You got six icons? Oh, it doesn't matter, you've hit it. 
Okay, um, the bolt gun shells uh, are firing off. Um, right, let's see. Okay, fine. Right, you need to uh, roll for damage. Yep, sure thing. I got 10 plus nothing, so just 10 damage. Uh, what was the AP on the weapon? Zero. For some reason, the bolt gun is AP zero on my sheet. Uh, hold on, let me just check that because that doesn't seem right. Um, that seems a little Because remember, it's got rapid fire and it's got brutal. So remember, yeah. brutal means uh, you get plus one to the result on your extra damage die. So what did you roll on the extra damage die? Uh, I only got a two, so that would make it a three, which yeah, which doesn't count. There. Still doesn't count. And yeah, it's only AP zero, so that's strange. But... Pretty strange for a rocket-propelled, armor-piercing, explosive round. So that's that's yeah, it's bolt rifles at a minus one. Um, uh, yeah, fine. Okay, so it's ten, isn't it? Um, yeah, it, the the G sort of shrugs off the damage. You explode part of its carapace, and it exposes some of the sinew and the muscle underneath it, but it is completely unfazed. If anything, you've pissed it off. And it just screeches and runs towards you. Um, so it's not going to close the gap in this round. So it's running towards you. Um, Chig, I guess you're running. Uh, that is correct. That I is will continue correct. making a strategic withdrawal. It's, yeah. Um, and, uh, let's see, um, yeah, uh, James, what's Hot Rod going to do? Run and gun! Run and gun! Plus two difficulty, therefore you need to be a value of defense seven to hit it. What? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, and I'm out of wrath. You're out of wrath. Um, you could use a reload. I think. Can you not use a reload to do a salvo? Does it have salvo? I do not have check. salvo on my. Um, no, it doesn't have salvos. That's not good. Oh, no, it has a salvo rating oh, of oh, one. Oh, salvo one. Salvo one. So if you use a reload, you'll get an extra die. I think that's right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, in other words, it just represents the fact that you're just put emptying. The entire fucking fuel cell on it. Yeah, we're gonna Go on do then. that yeah. otherwise it's trouble, isn't it? Yeah, it's a gene stealer. Okay, so that is a um, exalted icon on my wrath dice. Oh, um, really? Yeah. So that's a critical hit. Another exalted so wrath. Oh no, another exalted icon. Normal okay. uh, icon. So altogether, I've got five so far. Do you um, want to spend one of your remain? How much wrath have you got left? That I can... spent all my wrath. Oh no! Oh no! But you That's... said you should have given us wrath back at some point for character stuff. <laughs> I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you. I'm totally going to give you a wrath. Just go on, do a reroll, fuck it, because we've not been tracking it properly, and you definitely have deserved an extra. And I. I quipped when I melted the priest. I know. Get on with it. <laughs> um, oh, yes. That is... Oh, fuck. Uh, three more icons. Shit. Okay, really. So you definitely have hit. 
which means we can go straight to the um, critical. We can do critical hits. So uh, let me get through to it properly. Vehicle critical hits. That's not what we want. Cold shots. No. Gone past it. Damn. Okay, critical hits. So, if you roll a critical hit and the damage value will exceed its armor, because the AP is minus four, isn't it? Yeah, minus four. Yeah, so you completely ignore its uh, armor. Um, roll a d66. Okay. Um, so, that's two sixes. I got a six on my tens, and I got a one on my units. Holy fuck, okay. Uh, so you got 61. Um, target suffers 1d3 plus 3 mortal wounds. Roll uh, d3. Oh. Uh, one. One. So you cause four wounds, and then what was the total for your... Um, what was the total damage of your melt gun shot? Um, 16 plus 2 ED. Shit. So. Uh, yeah, you, you melt the fucker. You, you get him straight in the face and you blow, the, blow him apart. You blow a massive hole straight through its chest. Even its head is taken out. Um, all that's left is its limbs with sizzling uh, steam coming off them where they would have been attached to the body. What do you guys want to do? Do you want to stick around or do you want to leg it to the authorities? Uh is going to keep running unless somebody tells him yeah. not to. I I think following that run is probably a good thing. Um yeah. Put me down, Krongo. Put me down. Put the monster. I'm gonna kill them all. I'm gonna kill them all, Krongo. At which point we will call it an end. You make it to the authorities or whoever, and the the um, the adeptus of uh, call in also, you know, local uh, imperial guardsmen, and that church is leveled and basically hit with all the heavy weaponry they've got. Uh, the entire network of tunnels below it uh, is flushed out. And it isn't long until a rare sight is seen in the Underhive. Uh, members of the Adeptus Astartes in the black armour of the Death Watch. You guys keep all the credits you've got. And you are a member of the, the cadre of a member of the Ordo Xenos Inquisition. Uh, visits and leaves you a message of thanks for uncovering this Z uh, this gene sealer cult this xenos cult and discovering in it in its early stages it seems they hope at least there was only the one gene sealer so what you killed was perhaps just the, the, the very origins of this infection but Mostly, quite sensibly, you take the credits and you get the fuck out of that dome and you leave for a different part of the hive 
maybe you don't take any jobs from Baltus anytime soon. So we can keep it in a reasonable hour, uh, you know, reasonable uh, time. So we're done before midnight on my end. So thank you for playing. Uh, right, so let's just do a little bit of decompression. Uh, what do you guys think of the system then? I think there's some things we glossed over a little bit. I need to read up a bit more. But um, yeah, first, you know, impressions. That like it. gun. Yeah, great. Oh. <laughs> yeah, sorry, very good. Yeah. Yeah, thank you for running. That was a fun game. Was that everything you expected with the plot? At which point did you go, it's fucking well, gene stealers? Well, you see, I thought we were just going to like uh, be taking money from Chaos Cultists, and we all would have just said, like, yeah, that's cool, whatever, we'll just take money from him and walk out. <laughs> but it just so happens, it just so happens that the Tyranids did kill all the squats, so vengeance <laughs> had to be taken. Yeah, yeah, I was perfectly happy taking their money, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah if it had been chaos cultists it would be redemptionist yeah just taking the money and gone but no it had to be gene stealers um yeah multigun amazing bit of kit um but it, not yeah i i guess maybe because we're um because we're in like a small one shot like I could basically put most of my stuff onto like yeah I'm just gonna like keep shooting things. Um, if we were doing like longer sessions, if we were doing a longer campaign, it would probably be less useful over time than actually you know make sure you have the good skills, make sure you have a range of equipment. Yes, I mean the melt gun. You have the danger that when it runs out of ammo, you're kind of fucked because um, ammo for a melt gun will be massively expensive. It is expensive, you know. Uh, running out of ammo with a melt gun in that from under the, the, the miniatures game is not a good thing. So if you'd run out of it in that fight, that would have been terrifying. Gene seals are pretty powerful. They're pretty tough. I mean, it took a bolt gun round to the fucking face and shrugged it off, which is kind of scary. Um, so I think, I think it's quite clear certain things live up to it. I think the dice system, I really like it. It's quite fast playing. Um, yeah, it's really it, easy to understand, real, yeah. real easy to pick it up. Um, the one system that I uh, was not a huge fan of was the uh, the cinematic thing where we were running through the uh, the yeah. I and, think that and, needs and a bit of I, I, I get that um, in a mixed group where you have uh, characters of different types because yeah. the, the the keyword system is a really cool system, but we're playing three of the same character Gang. class for yeah. lack of a better word so we all have the same the same you know keywords you have, two on keywords. You have scum and, and you any. Have any. <laughs> yeah and any to, and those come up not super often on that chart i think they so, come up about it means you kind of get uh, i think when i looked at it I'm, i think it meant out of the total you know what would be the wrath deck or on the critical hits table uh, I think it means then you would get to act roughly about a third of the time. So I think you have to be quite aware of that. And I would say, um, 
you you've got to be i think you've got to be careful if you're doing something like necromunda like that is to maybe have a look at the keywords and um maybe go someone's any should be switched to uh imperium or or something like that just to add some diversity because like it's you know we've got keywords here of chaos imperium scum xenos any inquisition psyker adeptus ratus adeptus ministorum uh adeptus mechanicus um heretic uh yeah you know it runs out quite quite quickly so yeah i get what you're saying with that chick it, it's it's not it's not great for when you've got a fe very focused kind of team like we're trying to do which is like it's it's necromunda right and i mean i understand that that's that's nothing that's nothing on you i'm not saying that you know no you no don't no, no i'm saying that's that's in the, in the system of the game it's really meant for at least that particular part of the game might be made for more diverse groups yeah which is also playing, if you're playing a game of wrath and glory which i recommend it's a fun game um keep that in mind if you do not have a very diverse group hmm. But that's also kind of the cool thing, because compared to the previous 40k RPGs, which were, you know, like every single person is an Imperial Guardsman, we're all playing Space Marines. This one, there's a lot more ability for that diversity and having, you know, these these parties with Xenos, Inquisitors, um, Space Marines and more. So that's uh, that's awesome, too. I'm super stoked to run a proper campaign. Um, as I said, I was nosing through the copy of Blackstone Fortress at the local GW store. So I read through the setting material and it's like, yeah, I really need to do a campaign of, you know, a rogue trader and his crew going out there and discovering clues to where there's another Blackstone Fortress and just doing that as a plot because that's, that's kick ass. Um, did it feel like 40k? Cause I know some people said this, you know, comment was the rule system doesn't feel like 40k, but I feel like that's more to do with, I think the expectation that a a a role play game based upon a games workshop IP should be percentile based and that's what creates that's what makes it feel Warhammer or that's what makes it feel 40k but uh, I feel you know, like with this it felt, you guys felt competent like fairly competent let's be let's be honest like you you hit stuff but you missed but I could see with if we were playing a higher tier if you were still playing hive gangers you would have a lot more points to spend in your build so you'd actually be like really competent like battle hardened necromunda gangers that had seen some shit you know uh i see what people are saying with that criticism but on the other hand if i had never played any 40k rpg or warhammer fantasy roleplay that came to this you know just throwing piles of d6s uh working off of that basic stat block it's it looks exactly like 40k you know um it looks more like 40k than the previous rpgs so yeah i i i understand that um uh what people are saying but you know from my point of view no this is pretty awesome pretty great i think the the shock system if we were playing like a an imperial guardsman kind of like front lines trenches where you're fighting against mobs i think that will come in more into play where you know you're not just fighting against an orc, you're like some elite guardsmen who take out entire squads of orcs on their own quite happily, and you know you break mobs by just shooting lots into them and causing shock. I think that that will mostly come into its own and make characters feel more like heroes. 
But I think tier one with what we're doing, what we've just played, feels really fucking gritty. Yeah, it was. It felt really chunky. It felt like we were having some nice stuff to do. I mean, we most of us were rolling a pretty decent handful of dice when we were doing doing our things. Um, and yeah, I I enjoyed that. I the the character sheet weirdly like I've played a lot of D and D, and where it was like, here is your skill, here is your linked attribute, that's your total. Like that bit strikes me as very similar to the way D and D sheets are set up, which is you know pretty pretty straightforward, like a combined pool. But maybe that's one of the things people are looking at it and going like, oh my god, I can possibly see some D and D in my. Uh, in my Warhammer, like, oh my gosh! I would say this is more like seeing Vampire in your Warhammer, because it's the, the dice pool system is very V5. Mm. Very V5, because it is just D-roll, you know, like the way we've, at least with how many successes. I mean, how it does criticals and icons, I think it's kind of cool, and I like having that group pool of glory. Like, you can, if someone's doing really well and and, and hitting things and getting good crits and then you can bank some of those exalted icons for some glory yeah. like the benefit that then someone in the team can benefit from that glory when you really need it, it feels kind of it's kind of fun like you've done something to help someone else later yeah um, it's a really elegant system um with the uh the rolling sixes give you extra bonuses that you can save now or you can you know use later i really like that because you know sometimes you don't need sometimes you're you know you're fighting one hit point mooks for lack of you know to use a generic rpg term and you don't need the bonus dice on damage so yeah exactly. put, put that aside for later for when you fight the big dude and you need extra dice or whatever cool um yeah so that's that's basically it so if you listen to this i hope you enjoyed our playthrough um we might do another one. I have a plan for one, which where everyone plays orcs. Because <laughs> yes. you can play as orcs. Everyone wants to play an orc. Well, what we'll do with that one, though, is um, because the way the game works is that there's basically, we would play again like tier one orc boys, but you can, you can up to GM discretion, you can modify them. So we'll, we'll make it so we've got a nice little mob of orcs. You know, one person's a, the, an orc, another one is uh, say one person plays like a we'll play it tier two so one person's like an orc the orc knob the leader of the gang the other one is say like a mech boy and the other one's like a weird boy and you know they happen to be on a certain world where they're making a certain big giant machine that goes by the name of gawker morker and you have a truck which we have rules for in the game that you bum around the, the big skid looking for scrap That'll be interesting. But then obviously other things could happen, like, I don't know, running into rebel grots or, or mutie raiders or God knows what else. So that's my plan. That's my plan is maybe we should just play a game playing orcs because, Jake, you're, you're, your voicing for the Goliath has me inspired that you're going to do something pretty fucking amazing for orcs. <laughs> well, you know, I, I do what I can. I bring, I bring it all to the table. <laughs> and I really did like, Mike, the, the stunt, stunty was just perfect was enjoyable to listen to Thanks, um, man. and uh with that um if people want to give us feedback 
they can get in contact with us where mike where can they find us oh my gosh plenty of places so uh first off chris thanks for running this game uh, if people want to give us some feedback about wrath and glory or our previous uh century night episode i uh, really would appreciate it you can check us out on facebook facebook.com slash darker days radio you can also uh, send us an email at uh, darker days radio at gmail.com and uh, we are transitioning away from Google+. We now have a pretty cool Discord channel, which we'll put a link to in the show notes. Uh, you can join that there. And we, of course, have Twitch. Uh, Chris has been doing a lot of great stuff on Twitch with Sam. Uh, very cool streams and a lot of uh, extra informative information. And um, Twitter, at Darker Days Radio, is another great place to get in contact with us. And we have an Instagram, which has pictures of Titans. I mean, there's something else you can do with Wrath and Glory. Play a Titan crew uh, during the Horus Heresy. You know, you're in a big wall of Titan. Fire all missiles. Um, yes. I think that's it. So, again, thank you, Mike. Uh, thank you, James. Thank you, Chig. That was great. That pretty much went as expected. And uh, we will be back with you guys, uh, back with you listeners soon with uh, hopefully a, another informative episode. We have some interesting reviews to do um let's not get into that there's we've got things to review books to review things to read uh and um of course we're interested in your feedback so that's all so thank you and goodbye <laughs>